You gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you wanna be judged on wood grain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dimes where scoring never looked this good. I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next and they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy ice cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops in prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dimes. son of a former NBA draftee, this Sweden-born Bronxite established a reputation for himself as a fierce hoops competitor throughout New York City. His stock rose quickly, and as a result he became the youngest player ever to attend one of the more prestigious basketball staples, ABCD Camp. When it came time, he picked Puff Daddy's alma mater, Mount St. Michael High School, as his primary training ground toward the elevation of his game. His relationship with former NBA player Mark Blunt made his decision to attend the University of Pittsburgh an easy one. While there, he played with folks like Dribble and Dimes alumni Ricardo Greer and Seton Hall head coach Kevin Willard. Most recently, this skills trainer and player development specialist was an assistant coach on the men's team at Florida International University. This month, he debuts as an author with the release of the book Cheers to Fears with co-author and former Pitt teammate Jeremy Holmes. Stop, sit, and listen to our chat with Jarrett Lockhart. Yeah, let's do it. Kick it. Oh, what's up, man? This is Emilio the Poet. Yo, this is Manny Digital. And with us today, we've got the Bronx Bomber, uh, Mount St. Michael alumni, and almost St. Raymond alumni. We'll get into a little bit of that. (laughs) And... uh, Pittsburgh Panthers uh, collegiate athlete, uh, basketball player, alum as well, Mr. Jarrett Thomas Lockhart. I guess on the Eww. middle name. I guess is that, that one? Is that is that right? That's right. Okay, okay, that's, good. That's Damn. Correct. I mean, I just was, I figured that was a great guess, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't that hard. I mean, your dad's name is Tom. Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. I figured. Absolutely. I figured that's what it was. No doubt. No doubt. Yo, so I appreciate you, brother, for for coordinating and keeping your word. Actually, not that I doubted it, but um, you know, this was this was a few months ago where we touched base. And Absolutely. You gave me a pretty accurate estimate of when you were going to be in town and boom here we are so i appreciate that no thanks for having me well i just i just want to add something you know a lot of accolades for shouting you out but we're going to say the cleanest head that we've had on (laughs) on this show and we're going to add a pause to that yeah (laughs) yo listen i'm good at my skin so i don't say no home on that but yo smooth and shave head we had on this show we making strides on dribble and die appreciate it i appreciate it Yo, so we, we were kind of talking a little while ago, and, and we're going to jump around. Okay. So um, mm-hmm. don't don't get caught up in any particular gotcha. genre of anything. But we were just talking a little bit about, like, the state of New York basketball, right? And mm-hmm. so when you were coming up, for instance, uh, in the 90s, the, the competition was fierce. I mean, there wasn't an off night. Uh, right. Whoever you came up against had one, two, three, I mean, multiple D1 players for the most part. Mm-hmm. In the CHSAA, <clears throat> and now it it doesn't seem like you've got that same stable of of pride and and I don't know the mecca is gone. 
You know, that title yeah. is, is a fleeting title when it comes to New York basketball. Mm-hmm. How do you see that? How, you know, I'm, I'm assuming you agree, but, like, how do you see that and what things do you think have, have helped cause what we see today? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree um, to an extent because mm-hmm. I, I think um, even watching some New York City basketball in the, in the Catholic school league and mm-hmm. even the public school league, I just think that um, there's more talent than there used to be in terms of the last you know couple years, five, right. seven years or whatever. So right. I think it may be coming back, mm-hmm. right. um, but it's definitely not like it used to be. Right. Um, like you said, I mean, every night, I mean, when I was coming up, you know, I, I was at Mount from 92 to 96. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you had the LaSalle's with Ron Artest and Sham God. And I don't know if you guys remember Big Eddie Lissima, 6'10". He went to, ended up going to Georgia Tech. Nah. No. Um, but they had a crew. Um, they were all three at LaSalle. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Steve uh-huh. McDowell was there. I don't know if he went to Manhattan College. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, you know even, even Bishop Ford, Trevor Diggs. I mean, you know, Rice, Chutney Gray and that crew, Bevon Robin, those guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, every night it was somebody. Um, like you said, that that was going D one, and it was right. multiple guys that might have been going D one. So, right. um, I just I just think we have to get back to a, a, a point where a lot of those kids stay home. You know what right. I mean? And, and you know now it's the prep school thing, and you know you have so many options. So right. going to prep school, and um, you know kids want to get away. They think it's a better situation, but I think if we could kind of keep those kids home at least for at least for high school, we'll, right. we'll have New York City back on the map. You know, in a minute. Right. In a minute, and you and you said something that my brother and I we agree because we experienced it this past season. Mm-hmm. Um, the level of talent is, and we're talking about freshman squads all the way up. Like it's entertaining. These kids are athletic, right. high IQs for the most part. Right. The physicality is a little lacking in some cases, but otherwise, like you're right, high degree of skill. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not to say like my comment earlier was not to suggest that there wasn't talent. Right. It's. I guess it's more of a cultural thing, right. if if you think about it, because right. the culture always was New York is the hotbed, blah blah, blah and mm-hmm. you know whatever. Like having the diversification of talent across the country and across the world right. is a positive thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But yo, we like my my whole pride. There's two aspects of it. It's you know the whole New York thing, yeah, whatever. But the basketball legacy that New York brought. Right. That's where I hung my hat, and, right. and I'm not one that came up playing ball in high right. school. Like I, I can't, I can't say that oh I was busting people's ass. Right, that right, wasn't right. the case. Right. But I, I lived in that world and was a fan of all of that. No so no I would question. roam around the country like yo, what's up? Yeah, yeah, I, we bust your ass. <laughs> That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. right. But I can't say that anymore because you go down the road to you know North Carolina and they got a whole bunch of cats. Some of them from New York. Yeah, right. You know absolutely. what I mean? So it's it's very difficult, but it's something. And you know one of this vehicle here, I hope, can shine a light on what I consider a problem, right? Because right. I feel like that local vibe is beneficial not only for the schools and the city, but it's beneficial for the athlete. Because mm-hmm. you're building your audience, your local audience, your fan base, your support system from early. Right. And it's limited if you bounce, right? Because mm-hmm. it's gonna be just going to be your block, maybe, okay. that's going to follow you to Oak Hill or wherever you go. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. What... What's your take? My thing is, um, I feel like everything has changed. It's a completely different comment from when you were in school, when mm-hmm. you were youth. And uh, us, even us kids. Turn on the radio. This is a metaphor. Turn on the radio. 
um, there were sectors divided. Like you would say, New York music, hip hop, right? You had LA hip hop, right? right? Now you turn on the radio, everything is the same across the board. ATL. So trap, I feel like, you know what I mean? It, it, yeah. Whatever it is, it just is, yeah. it's a one. So I think it's true for everything, mm. all walks of life, basketball included. It's yeah. like, there is no New York and this. I feel like we have more pride about our zones, you know, where we come from. Like, right. yo, we New York City, but you could see it in our style of play. Right. And now I just like, I don't know who's who from where's who. You know, I can't tell you Oklahoma <laughs> from New York this day. Right. I don't really know. I, right. I don't look at it and see that. But I just think it's, I don't think it's much to do about us individually. Like, yo, we failed New York or mm-hmm. what have you. I think it's just the climate that we live in today. It's a new climate. That's not to say that we can't get it back or we shouldn't push to get it back. Because if we homegrown, we should be like, yo, us, yeah, rep, rep your hood. Like, rep, right. where, yeah. where you at? Like, if you from here, go to St. John's, go to, you know, wherever. You know what I mean? Be here and rep right. that because right. there is a huge tradition of basketball legacy here. But if they don't know about it, like, how are you gonna be? How are you gonna support someone rapper that you're not really about? No, no, I, I, I totally agree, man. And I think you know, um, when I was coming up, like you said in the '90s, I mean, it was just more pride about right. you know where you're from. If I'm going to a camp in you know wherever, Michigan, Ohio, you know what I mean? They're gonna know I'm from New York. Yeah, right. but you, you know bring that I mean? Bronx, Bronx, right? New York, I was gonna Yankees say, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gonna right. know. They're gonna you know. know. I mean? but or just, that Diddy box. But just the way, right? Exactly. <laughs> the way we walk, the way we talk. That's but, real. But it That's came real. out. With your with your play, you that's know, right. In, on the basketball court, right? Um, even when we were in New York, it's like, okay, well, he's a Brooklyn guy, he's right? Like, yeah, oh, he got that's that a, That's game. a Hell. very good yeah. point. You know what I mean? So mm. it was just on the lines of, you know, I'm I'm gonna rep where I'm from when I'm out of town, and right, then when right. I'm in New York, you know, whatever borough I'm in, you're gonna right. know like where I'm from. It gets so, more specific. Yeah, right, right, definitely. Right. So you, I mean, I agree with you. On you that. know, you mentioned um, Ron Artest mm-hmm. uh, Lasalle, right? And I was thinking about that, like, yo. I look at a guy like him. Mm. That's New York right there. Oh, yeah. The gritty. Yeah, there's no, you know what I mean? There's like, no debating that. No he's doubt. like, yo, prototypical. He like, he's from the street. This is why, why you know, when the Knicks didn't draft him that year, I yeah, was yeah. like, oh, what? Right, right, right. Like, they gave it to you on a silver platter? <laughs> what? Had him. Had and the Bulls drafted him on Bulls fans. So but anyway. <laughs> not, not, it worked no. out for you. Yeah, it worked out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, still, I'm still crying inside. But, but um, no, but, you know, speaking of that pride, and I think hopefully what this podcast does is get these, you know, New York City-based Kids, especially, to kind of chime in and to uh, just to continue this conversation. Hopefully, to continue themselves through their play, through their example, and want to entertain the idea of staying home. But I think it's just a lot more difficult. I'm gonna tell you why. In previous podcasts we had, um, we we mentioned the high school Oak Hill, for example. Okay. You know, and think about it now. Like everybody's trying to make the NBA, even if they don't have a chance, they're still gonna try, right? Right. Right. So yeah, Oak Hill, who's on ESPN, for example. Right. It's tough to compete with that when you want to say, hey, Oak Hill might recruit you. You may be third string in it, but you still on Oak Hill. You know, <laughs> as a comparing to starting, I don't know, and this is no knock on St. Raymond, but starting on St. Ray. In comparison, right. mm-hmm. I'm not saying that St. Raymond is not a great school. I'm just right. saying in comparison. No, you, the from, levels are different. From the, from from the, the standpoint s- of a national yeah, media. Yeah, yeah. No that's question. true. You know what I mean? It's tough to compete with that is what I'm saying. So the, 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 the playing field, yeah, we talk a good one. How are you going to sell a kid mm-hmm. with that? Right there with that Sorry, that enterprise, yeah. then to be like, "Yo, rep your hood," kind of is. Yeah. You want to go to the NBA? He gonna try to go to the NBA, and that's the fastest way. You got guys like Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James yeah. going to these schools. Even if you're not that talent, you're still being looked at more because you're at the school. That's you know, and, and so we build these schools here locally right. to be. 
anywhere close to that level. And I'm not saying at the same level because I don't know what you would do to get to that level. But I'm saying even just for notoriety purposes, like, yo, he comes from here. He built this school up. I don't – does that even exist anymore? Like, I feel like back then we had guys like Lamar Odom coming from Christ the King. You know, like you said, LaSalle. Or I don't know. It was like, yo, we from here. We repping that. Like, I don't – I don't even see that. I don't know if that's it, it, it was hard. But I but I think the, the AAU has contributed to that as well, right? Mm-hmm. Because right. I mean I mean, back then it was basically Riverside and the Gauchos. Right. right. I mean, so you had your, your, your Medicine your, Square your, Boys uh, Club. Broncos and you had, you know, yeah. Brooklyn USA or something like that in, in right. Brooklyn and Queens, but for the for the majority, you know, or for the main, you know, two teams in New York, AAU was Riverside and Gaucho. Right. And now it's like hundred AAU teams, right? So everybody's like going different places and I think that trend you know uh, uh, extended to the high school it's even extended to if we want to talk about that same type of situation there we go you know kids might not be a Duke or a Kentucky level but they'd sit on a bench for Duke and Kentucky right do this that's right but for the look I'm I'm on Duke Duke. and you might not even be a D1 player that's a good point Yo, I might go to that D1 school and just sit on the bench and say I'm D1. I'm, and I might luck out. Somebody <clears throat> get injured, I get a little shine. Hey, and hey, not, it, it can happen. It can happen. But I'm just saying in terms of, like, the, the initial <clears throat> recruiting process right. and what level you're on and, and you know, but it's just, it's hard to, to gauge that for a kid because, like you said, you, you're selling that program. Right. And it's like, oh, I'd rather be D1 than, than Of D2. course. Of course. 100%. So, yeah. <laughs> but to, to piggyback mm-hmm. off that Duke statement, like, my mm-hmm. thing is, like, even if you're the third string Duke, right, mm-hmm. even if – you know you don't have a shot to play. Like, forget it. You're the last guy on the bench. Right. Practice squad, even if they have that. I don't right. know. Right. My point is that relationship that you're building with a Shashevsky, with all the coaching staff, mm-hmm. you might mess around be on that coaching staff. Mm-hmm. You might mess around mm-hmm. be, you know, who knows? You know what <coughs> I mean? The ties that you made there, right. you right. probably will never make anywhere else, or at least to that degree, right? Like, the, the significance that would that impact for the rest of your life. So mm-hmm. even if it's just, like I said, be a ball boy for Duke, that's better than being D1 you know, somewhere that we never heard of, but right. you're starting. Right. I, so, yeah. and, and I think that's just that's, my opinion, though. But I think that's probably a, a current state of mind for some kids, right? Right. But I would venture to bet, say, back in your day, mm-hmm. I think most cats, A, if you got an opportunity to go to college for free, D1, D2, D3, right. I think most kids, via basketball, that's the W, no, off, no the, off, off no, rip. No doubt. For you to go D1, and play, and it's not a Duke, Kentucky, one of those premier programs, right? <clears throat> I think that matters more to somebody from your generation, our generation, mm-hmm. than that prospect of sitting on the bench because of what we talked about earlier. Right. The pride, yeah. I'm going to bust your ass. Right. That's especially from here. Right. Like, <coughs> ain't nobody taking no shorts. That's a good point. And you want that competition, <laughs> and you right. want to you know, steal sharp and steal and all of that. You, you want to go prove yourself. Right. And then you got your fit. Like in your case, you came to a, a Big Ten school. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, a Big, Big East, East school. Right. Big East. And, and the prospect of you playing at the Garden, having your local, you know, the, the, was everything. your yeah. family, everybody coming out, like that, that's big. Yeah. Right. And, and I look at it like you didn't go NBA pro, right? But I look at you achieving – Collegiately, mm-hmm. an opportunity to play D one, right. and not only just playing, but like doing well, right. and playing at the Garden. Dog, that's <laughs> that's, that's real. Yo, yo, that's NBA. That's NBA. You won the championship that's in NBA. my mind. That's everything. You went to school for free. <clears throat> that's NBA. You you played at the Garden, real. and you competed night in and night out. Uh, you know, collegially with the best of the best. Fucking Big East was stacked. 
And I think for me, like initially, I mean, I, I, I had the goals that I wanted to kind of achieve. And like right. you said, it wasn't, you know, NBA, but I said I want to play professionally somewhere. Yeah, right. So at the end of the day, I played overseas for a couple of years, which was great. Right. Um, but coming out of high school, I'm like, well, when I'm in high school, I'm like, I, I want to, you know, I don't want my mother to pay for college. college. Right. <laughs> So, so that was my main you're thing. You're thinking like about saying, the logical my, stuff. That was my part. Like, I'm, I'm you're going to get the scholarship somewhere. Right. So, you know, and as I got better and, achieved, you know, excelled at, at the game and, and saw the scholarship offers coming, it was different. But I'm like, oh, I, I'm, if my mother had to pay for school, I don't know I don't know what we would have done, right? So, yeah. you know, I, I think, I don't know if kids are necessarily thinking like that because that's the hunger, right? Right. That's the drive. Like, right. I, I want to do it for, I have these goals that I want to achieve and get to. Not just, okay, I want to be D1 and, and you know, sit on the bench or whatever. So, you know I mean, what? Everybody's different. Though. I want to say something because, <clears throat> especially watching the NCAA tournament, <clears throat> I would see a lot of kids that, in schools that I've, I don't, never heard of, for example. Mm-hmm. They're D1, granted, but, you know, not known schools. I mean, Ja, ja Moran, he picked Murray State. Right. I, so, I ain't know about no Murray I State. I think right there, that, right, just that, I'm talking about the NCAA tournament, just right. that alone is, right. a, is, is a good indication of what you said about having pride. And saying, you know what, I may not cut it a Duke because they ain't recruit me heavy, and they probably think I'm a third stringer. Right. I'm a, I'm a first stringer. Yeah, I'm gonna show you Duke. You 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 blew it. Right. I didn't blow it. Nobody. You blew it. So anyway, mm-hmm. I think that's that's a proponent of there is still that pride of like, yo, I'm the man. Right. Sometimes you gotta kind of like play lottery with yourself and say, you know what, yeah. I'm the lotto ticket. I'm if, the big ticket. If, you if you're gonna, if that's that's I think one of the mistakes people make in life generally. You betting on everything else around you. Bet on yourself, B. That's real. Like, take that. Uh, yo, you the man, show show yourself. Right. And then everything else will just fall mm-hmm. into place. And it's, and it's about your work ethic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you have that drive. You have that hunger. But if you're not going to work at it, that's then real. you're not going to get the results. I love right? that. So, um, you know, whatever school you go to, it's possible. Because we see the job wins. We see the, you know, this one and that one. And the, the lower level Division One guys getting drafted. But, I mean, if they, they, they have to work. You have right. to get to a school and work. You know, That's and right. And try to achieve those goals. So. I want to ask you a personal question. Yeah. You were born in Switzerland. I was. I was. Tell me about that. <clears throat> what, what so, it, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you much about Switzerland. Right? Okay, <laughs> okay. You wasn't raised in Switzerland. Pops. Have Pops you been to the hospital that you were born in? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, how old were you when you left? Like months? Probably like maybe one. one okay. Night, something like that. But, but Pops was, um, Pops... Pops is a, 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 you know, Thomas Lockhart. He's a right. you know, New, New York City legend as well. And, right. and um, he went to Manhattan College, mm-hmm. got drafted in, the, I think it was the fifth round of the NBA draft nice. in like 1976. Mm-hmm. Nice. Did the rookie camp, the veteran camp. And I, 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 I want to say the story goes is, you know, he went to, um, you know, before the season started, something he got hurt or they, you know, they, they let him go or something like that. So he ended up going overseas. Took okay. moms overseas. Oh, okay. Moms is from New York, from the Bronx as well. Oh, okay. Um, took moms overseas. Um, and then they had me in 1978. Right. And then moms <clears throat> and pops broke up. We came back like 79, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then it's been Bronx or, you know, USA, you know. Right. Uh, uh, after. But pops has been over there for, you know, 40 years, man. Oh, so he's still. He's still there. there in wow. Switzerland? Yeah. Wow. Well, he played in a bunch of different countries. <coughs> right. Right. Um, Sweden, Switzerland, Germany. You know, all, he did the whole, you know, kind of the, the whole the overseas thing. Yeah, yeah. tour yeah. over there. Um, so he's still over there, but he's in Switzerland. He's living in Switzerland now. That's not wow. a bad. That's not a yeah. bad deal. I hear. Wow. I hear it's nah, dope. He's, yeah, he's good. He, he never wanted to come back, man. So it really? must have been good. <laughs> that's must have been good to him, right? That's Yo, you know, you know, it's funny. Um, like people of color rave about Switzerland in right. particular. I mean, mm-hmm. Europe in general, but like Switzerland has like 
it's almost like they don't see color. Right. You know, they treat people fair, what have you. Yeah. So uh, I bet you that has something to do with, like, the comfort level is just – is your dad from Harlem originally? He's from well, – he, they, they, they lived in Harlem for a little while okay. um, when he was okay. growing up. But he um, – Basically Bronx. He did the. He went to Clinton and oh, okay. Clinton and um, Bronx Science. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Right. Right. Ooh. Right, right, right. I hate Bronx Science. You wanna know why? <laughs> I applied and they denied they me. They reject these. They, yeah, they reject yeah. everybody. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah. So kudos to your dad, but fuck, fuck Bronx Science. <laughs> 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 I don't love on dribbling time. Not because they suck, because I sucked and they saw it. Uh, yo, let me tell you a quick story about Bronx Science. Uh, we had a cousin named uh, Yanel. Yeah. She got rejected. And this was the most, at the time, like, yeah, when was a kid, a she was, the, kid. It was wow. a brain. Yeah. Right, right. And when she got rejected, I was like, we ain't nobody got a chance. <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody, I thought, nobody I thought it was just me. <laughs> I, I said, shit, she ain't there, nobody. So we good. You know, we but, normal. But she did well in Manhattan, Center, right, so shout good. out to her. She was still sure. <laughs> it was still, but still, you know what I mean? If, right, you know, right, I was right. like, if she ain't got a chance, I guess so. Let me just, no shot, let me right. just scratch that off my list. <laughs> but, Yo, um, yeah. Sorry, I, w- I want to take it back a little bit because mm-hmm. uh, earlier we were talking about before we cut the mics on, you was at the ABCD camp mm-hmm. out west. Yeah, but the story as to how you got there, I'd love to hear from from you. I've, I heard the rumor, right? But right. I want to I want to hear how you ended up over there. ABCD, um, nineteen ninety two. So we're talking about like this was um, right after my eighth grade. Year. Some of your some of completed yeah. eighth grade year, right, getting ready to go to the ninth, right? Um, which is young. <clears throat> right. And I, I mean, I had kind of um, been labeled like a prodigy. So I kind of blew up like seventh, eighth grade. I was, you know, scoring 50, 60 points. Oh, shit. Like watch that. out. Like, Your head is swelling <laughs> in here. I don't yeah. want this room to get. <laughs> Hot air balloon. Nah, 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 like, no, that's dope. Like, I would glow. I would glow about it. Yeah, yeah. You I'll was, be on you was dropping 50 on kids? Yeah, it was crazy. In the eighth that grade? Was, yeah, it was crazy. That, it, it, it was so crazy that, um, you know, they were doing like articles and daily news. Um, you know, Yo, Channel Seven was coming to the, to the is, grammar school. Like it was, it was like what's, ridiculous. What like, school was that? St. John's Kingsbridge. Okay. Um, Yo, how the hell is a kid score fifty points? How do, how do you even have the well, stamina they to score fifty? Was, it was CYO. They were taking a nap. Yeah, they let yeah, you go they, by. They, they, they were like, "Damn, <laughs> you was bullying them." I was like, "Yo, if I don't uh, score this layup, I'm gonna push you." <laughs> but wait, but what, what? Like, all right, outside of your skill set, right. were you substantially taller, bigger? bigger? I was probably Physically. six six one at the time. Oh okay. shit! So, and yeah. they what was okay. the average height yeah. at that time? You know, uh, it was like five 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 seven, eight was probably five, eight. tall. Five eight. Five, okay, so you was dominating. Like you was a shack in there. Yeah, something like that. Mm. So it was, it was Wilt Chamberlain. So I, I got the kind of the name in New York and then it kind of went national. Oh. Um, so, um, you know, I was invited to the ABCD camp um, and um, it was in California. It was at UC Irvine. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we went out there with like 10, 11 guys from New York. Hmm. Felipe Lopez, uh, Reggie Freeman, uh, Tariq Dacca, Jason Hoover, those guys were at. at Kareem, um, Kareem was out Kareem there. Kareem Reed. Yeah. Um, Eddie Lisima, once again, that was at uh, okay, LaSalle. Yep. Um, it was a bunch of us. Steve McDowell. So it was like 11 or 12 of us from, from New York. Was that the biggest representation uh, yeah, of, yeah, of a city? Was. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely was. But Sonny Vaccaro <coughs> actually called, you know, personally invited me. He oh. said, I want this kid to come. Um, and I'm, you know, 13 years old. I'm the youngest kid at the camp. And I think it's up until I think Sebastian Telfair or something like that, I held that. Oh, I don't that know title. Call it a record, a title. Yeah, yeah, we'll call it. We'll make it up. What you mean? What? Um, Shit. You know, the youngest kid at the camp. So at that time, you had 
Um, you know, we were talking about it before, like Paul Pierce, Jason Kidd, like the, yeah. the you know the number of pros that were at that camp that year was crazy. So, um, were you bragging? Was, I mean, when you came back home, were you stunting hard on everybody? You know what? I, I don't think it was that I bullshit. Was, I, I don't, don't even no, like. No, no, no. I don't even like that answer. No, I, I think it was. It was <coughs> I was. I was. I was, you know, it was a privilege for me to go. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, But definitely. I think when I came back, like, I just wanted to work so hard on my game. Because I was oh, like, I when I go next year, oh. like, I had a decent week. Right, right. Um, you know, on the basketball court. But I was like, when I go next year, I want to kill. I want mm-hmm. to be a monster. So it just made me work even harder, man, seeing those guys that's, that were so much older than me. Right. That's know, that's and, really, uh, you know, it pushed uh, me. That's, that's uh, honorable. Because yeah. if it was me, <laughs> yo, I would have hit the Bronx. I would all I would have worn was gear from that thing <laughs> for that whole summer. Yeah, yeah. It dirty. I don't give a shit. No I would have just everywhere. No Grocery no store, laundromat. Is that's all I would have had. I, on. I just want to say something, man. You seem like a very mild mannered and humble individual, right? Right. Which is cool, right? But I, my whole thing is, if you drop fifty points, yes. right? Nah, you a straight. Murderer. You got that shit right there. Gives you a hall pass to gloat. All right, oh, I, I got, listen. I went to the All Star game as a middle school kid. You think I don't talk shit? <laughs> yeah, he still, he still. I got my trophies. Yeah, yeah. I got my listen. <laughs> I was a legend. See how Al Bundy was talking about football <laughs> in middle school. In was, middle school, middle school. Yeah, it was Pope. Pope. <laughs> listen, I don't know about the NBA, but middle school. <laughs> that was that was Saint Dominic's school. Yeah, okay? Saint Dominic. <laughs> I put that on my back. <laughs> but anyway, and I ain't touched fifty shit. I can't tell you my high score. But yo, I went to the All Star game though, so that's not bad. <laughs> I don't want to brag, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, what I'm saying is like, it, it, you know, I. So for me, I'm, I'm like, it's amazing for me. Like mm. it's, ama- it's amazing at any level. Right. I couldn't score fifty points on two K. Yo ass that's is true. dropping fifty, and I'm serious. I know this sounds. I'm, I'm really trying to be serious about it. Like, right, like, right, right. What? What mentality like, did you always have a like I don't know killer aggressive mentality uh, or was this just the game came easy to you because everybody else was just that less think, of an opponent? I for think you? I think I was just obviously the talent was there right, um, but you know once again I mean I think just from my pops man the okay. genes you know first yes. of all the genes mm-hmm. but the talent and then you know once again I think maybe the work ethic right okay. Um, Cause at that time I started playing with Riverside Church as a biddy. We had you know, mm-hmm. teams, and I was just my confidence was 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 getting high. you know high. at a at a, at a um, you know at a, at a high because um, I was just dominating this in the city. I was dominating for that age, right? So it was just like yo, you can't stop me because if I'm you know giving him thirty, you're not you're not nearly as good as him. So right. I'm give you forty. I'm, I'm you, know, whatever. Sure. you know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. that was the mentality. That's so crazy. so your dad was not physically near you as you were growing up, correct? No, no. Okay. No. But you guys kept in touch. Right, right. So that's even more interesting to me because, right. I mean, that's that shows the genes, like you just said, like the right. power of the genes. And, and not to discount your mother because your mother had to shuttle you from here and there. So Absolutely. shout out to moms because that, without yeah. that, shout that wouldn't be possible. Shout out to moms. That's right. Yeah. Sure. Cynthia. But, yeah, shout out to Miss Cynthia. <laughs> but um, but I'm, assu- I'm assuming you guys kept in contact mm-hmm. and he would, you know, counsel you on certain things when you guys spoke. Right. How how deep was it his call it distant coaching of mm-hmm. you? How deep did that go? Well, you know, once again he was in Europe. So right. um, you know, he couldn't get back as much as he would have liked to, you know. Um right. but I think we would have a lot of phone conversations and his thing was just always just go out there and play. He never pushed me to, you know, actually play basketball because okay. he know you know, he knew, you know, what it got him. 
in terms of you know what he did with it. So it was just because we grew up in the same neighborhood, right? right. Marble Hill oh, Projects. Okay. So me coming after him, you know, he was drafted, all this stuff. So it was always the comparisons, right? Right. So I go outside, the shadow. Oh, you're not nearly as good as your pops. Right. Oh, oh, right. like, so it was one of those. So right. I was always that was an extra motivating factor. Really, too. It was like yo, I gotta, I gotta shut these people to up. That, that level, right? right. So. Um, but he used to always just tell me, go out and play, man, do what you got to do. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, I had a, 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 a godfather. Uh, my godfather actually was a, uh, uh, worked for an agent. Mm-hmm. So I was in the gym constantly with, like, pros, just seeing what they did and their work ethic and stuff they ate. Like, I just would pay attention. Huh. Um, his name was Arnie Jacobs. Rest in peace, Arnie. Okay. Um, so that was back in the days. I was like, in, used to be in the gym with like Mark Jackson, Ross Strickland. Ooh, what gym was Waterbury. it? Was they it used to do their workouts gyms? at Brandeis High School. Downtown, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then they um, switched them to FIT, Fashion Institute oh, okay. of Technology, man, later on. But that was like late 80s, early 90s. <coughs> um, so wait, you said Marble Hill. Charlton Clark was in that area. Terrace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Alvin Montilla. Oh, Do you know Alvin Montilla? It's my, my, my cousin. It's my cousin. Oh, man. Yeah. So Al used to live in the, 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 the building that my um, my mom's grew up in. It was ah, building seven. Okay. Uh, my pops grew up in building one. It was the projects. Like, it's 11 buildings total. Okay. Right. But, um, yeah, that was my guy. He went to St. John's. Nice. Cool. He was Alvin. Nah, he, baseball player. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He high school. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. thinking high school. I'm stuck here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yo, but okay. the world, the world is very small. Yeah, no, that's my, that was my guy. Like, like I used to go to Al's house. Like his wow. brother Jeffrey. Uh huh. Um, his sister. I forget his sister's name. I don't know. He's but like they, my fake cousin. I met him when I came here. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was family for real. No, we family. No, we, we have to be because we have the same last name and everything. No, we're definitely gotcha. family. But we didn't know each other growing up. We okay. met each other okay. here. Right. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right, but, but we family. Anyway, it, it, see, we Dominican, dude. right? We grew up Dominican. Everybody's primo. We this, cousins. This, <laughs> makes sense the guy at the grocery store, he's our cousin. It don't it matter how. That's just the way it is. makes sense. We all family. Yo, so I think that's, yo, that's, that's, for me, you know, we could have taken that uh, relationship you have with your father two mm-hmm. different ways. It could have, for me, it could have went left right. because you didn't have him there physically, right, right. right? And the fact that you actually took that as motivation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the other thing is like being compared to your father. Again, another thing that I would have found, oh, I would have thought to find daunting. Like, right. damn, son, like, how am I going to live up to that? But right. you use that as motivation. <clears throat> yeah. Was there a time that that kind of like, like really hit you negatively? Like, damn, son, I'm not... Really, my did you believe the hype? Like, I'm not really I, my I father's think, talent. I think, I think it used to always kind of get to me, right? Right, probably in the back of my mind, like, oh. right? But you know, once again, I mean, I, I have no control over what you think, or if right. you think he's better than me, or you know what I mean, right? It's gonna do me, that's right. dope. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, like, I have my own kind of the way I, I, I grew up and played and stuff like that, and his era is different, so mm. I just always, you know, I never, I never wanted to go there with it, but you know. It didn't prevent people from saying, okay, you know, he's better. No, you're better. Like, you know, it was a thing. And like I said, we grew up in the same neighborhood. Right. right. It was crazy. The same building. Like, you know, that's it, was, crazy. It, was, it was a lot. It was Damn. definitely a lot. So. That's crazy. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, again, I, I think that speaks to you, man, what kind of character of a man you had from right. a young age. Because, right. yo, again, like, you didn't even want to go there. Like, nah, it was a different era. I wouldn't have thought that. I'm like, I'm not thinking about <laughs> errors at that time. I'm just thinking, it's NBA or not. <laughs> I'm not thinking about, yo, it was 1973. Get the fuck, yo, NBA. I want NBA. 
So, like, I think that, uh, so where do you get that from? Like, is that your mom? Like, where do you get that maturity? I feel like that's maturity. I think that's probably moms. Moms has always been a strong woman. Right. Um, You know, someone in my (laughs) life I looked up to. You know, that's, that's, that's like my hero, for real. Right. She, she, you know, it was just me and her. You know what I mean? Other than my grandparents, obviously. Right. Um, But, you know, it was just me and her. So, I mean, she would always instill that confidence in me. Like, Mm. just go out there and do what you got to do. But did what she tell you? Lil' Jared? Bust that ass. Oh, no question. No yeah. question. No yeah. question. Jay, you better get out there and bust that <laughs> That's ass. Awesome. No That's no awesome, question. No man. question. No question. I'm, I remember a time, though, it was crazy because I was, um, I think I was taking, like, karate or something like right. that. Um, and I wanted to quit the karate class. And she, like, pushed me back in the class and was like, yo, you're going to fight. Like, you know what I mean? But it was, it was just one of those things where... You know, she never let me quit at anything. Right. You started, and, you got to finish and, it. Right. You start yeah. something, you got to finish it, and, um, you know, never never back down to a challenge. Right, right. Which was, like, you know, I, I still hold that true to, to, to the life. That, that's gold. Like, yeah. uh, and me, I have three kids, so mm-hmm. I, I'm, I do the same right. with my children. Right. Like, I make sure that they understand what they're getting themselves into mm-hmm. before they decide they want right. to do something. I explain it very clearly, and then I say, yo, once we hit the button and we start, you going? No question. You doing this shit the whole way? No question. And it's difficult because sometimes, and my son's doing taekwondo, so I can relate on that level. Mm-hmm. It can it can be a little bit physically daunting for him. He's he's five. My son's five, mm-hmm. so he's not in the mo- moment of like, all right, I got to do some st- something strict, regimented, right. you know, because that's kind of what taekwondo is. And then once he's in it, he's cool. But then the thought about, all right, now I got to practice. Now I got to go back. Yeah. It's, he's not at the age where he wants to do that, and I'm like, yo, you. We talked about it. You say you're gonna do this. I'm gonna hold you accountable all the way. Right. Yeah. I don't care how old you are. Right. You, you understand what you're getting yourself in. So right. I, I, uh, I gotta give your mom's props because that, yeah, that yeah. is a, a huge building block that I think goes by the wayside. And and I'm sure you as a coach, I don't want you to name names, but you can you can see that. Mm-hmm. You know, become reality when you got those that work and those right. that don't. No, no question. And that's that's a huge piece to that. It's it's funny. I wanted to actually ask you about coaching. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we know you was a former coach at FIU. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'm very like, it, I feel like that the idea of coaching college basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me that experience a little bit. Uh, you coming from you know this, this experience of coaching? Just what is coaching mm-hmm. in college basketball like in your experience? No, I mean it's great. It's 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 one of those things where um, you know. Somebody like me that has played, um, you know, I'm able to give back and, 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 you know what I'm saying, like instill certain knowledge in these guys. Right. Because they don't know, right? They, yeah. they're, they're just getting there. They're just kind of trying to develop. They're growing. Um, and, you know, once again, it's a lot that goes, you know, into the coaching part, you sure. know, on the court stuff, recruiting. But I think the, the, the most I get out of it is kind of the relationship building with the guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Because as a as a you know individual, that once again I went through it, right? The recruiting process, getting there, the, the early mornings, the training tables, the film, the road. I mean, those are things like when you get to school, like it's 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 kind of like a culture shock because you've never been there. Right. So when you have somebody that can kind of relate, right? I think it makes a difference, man. It eases that kind of transition up a little bit. Right. So I mean, that's that's the kind of joy I get out of it. Because right. It's it's. And, and then kind of you see the growth, right, from right. a guy's mm-hmm. freshman year to nice. a sophomore year. And, you know, he might, you know, like even in my situation, I remember trying to get on the court as a freshman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the older guys telling me what to do or the other coaches telling me what to do. Like, this is how you get on the court. You know, this is how you kind of get to a level where you can be productive at the college level. So, I mean, to me, it's just kind of giving back. 
Yeah, right. you know what I'm saying? Once again, I think I've, I've, I've been there. So to be able to share that, and I think guys respect that. You know, that's, right. that's the thing, too. I think kids, um, you know, at least the kids that I've coached, you know, right. respect the fact that, oh, Coach Locke, you've, you've played, you've been here. Right. So they'll ask me for advice and, you know, we'll sit and talk, things like that. So that's, that's kind of like, you know, where I'm at with it. I guess, um, so I can appreciate the building of relationships with you guys. Um, right. you know, I've coached very briefly, but right. I'm not comparing myself <clears throat> to you at all. But what I'm saying is like, I can appreciate from that standpoint, but I'm right. speaking about, do you feel like the pressure of coaching in college mm-hmm. basketball, because the expectation level of winning, let's say, I'm sure has to play on, plus the recruitment, you know, you, you got to develop these players quickly as much as you're, so I'm, I'm, I, that's right. kind of where I'm going. Do, okay. you, do okay. you feel like there's a lot of pressure? Oh, no doubt. No Do you doubt. feel it like, yo, is it, okay, so that kind of like walk me through that. Yeah, does it weigh on you? Like, you know what you, I mean? How do, you, I, I, how do you balance that, if that all? Or do you I feel it or it you does. just do your thing? No, no, I, I think it does because you're, you're, you're I mean, once again, it's a, it's, it's a business, right? For sure. So um, it's about wins and losses. For sure. You know what I mean? So if you don't win, I mean, you, you, you see, you know, come March, April, how the, the, the coaching, you know, the, the things change in yeah. the culture right. world. So right. there's always somebody getting fired, hired, somebody right. going somewhere else. You know, mm-hmm. it's one of those, it's like musical chairs, right? Right. So um, I think during the season, I know, I know, you know, for, for certain programs, like if you have a coach that has a, a contract that might be up for, you know, whatever, and you got to get those 20 wins or you got to get to the tournament, mm-hmm. it's definitely a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you got to bring a certain kid in. Um, oh, know, right. You got to bring a certain kid in that, you know, can help you that next year or, you know, we got to get him on a visit or we got to do X, Y, Z. And it comes from the top. So you get it right. from, like, the, the athletic department and, and, you know what I mean? So it's, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where it can be a lot of pressure because it's business. Right, right, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's you know, it's understandable. Um, but, you know, like I think for, for us coaches, man, it's, it, it can be very, very stressful. You know what I mean? And you see a lot of guys with the – with the gray hairs and, you know, yeah. running around trying to get it done. And right. You don't sleep. You just, you know, you're trying to, you know, wake up. You're on the phone with this kid and this parent. So, I mean, it's just a lot going on. Right. You know, it's a lot, definitely a lot going on. And then, like, and I don't, I can't claim to know them all or even remotely close to any, really, but the rules and regulations that the NCAA mm-hmm. imposes on teams and, you know, employees right. of these schools is it's a lot, bro. Right. Like, yeah, this there's not a lot you can say. There's limited things you can do. There's periods of time when you can do shit that right. you can't do shit. Right. Like there's a lot. It's it almost um, it almost makes like the interaction with athletes disingenuous in some mm-hmm. cases, right? Because you you can only you can't really build a meaningful relationship with them when you're recruiting, for instance, right. because there's so many so much red tape. And and I feel like that's to their detriment yeah. in a lot of cases because yeah everybody's hustling trying to get players in the door or what have you but mm-hmm. like you the player doesn't really get to see in 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 kind of a three sixty really the true nature of that coaching staff for instance right, right? Yeah. it's it's limited interaction it's kind of like hearsay mm-hmm. and so that that becomes I think problematic for for those recruits especially when you're talking about like those that are going to stick around for four years right right, right? like the one and dones it may not matter as yeah. much yeah. But you got, I mean, that's that's like, you know, three to five schools that really are playing that one and done game. In your like, how do you look at that whole landscape? Because you guys, in your experience coaching, you've dealt with more of the four year tenured players right. versus, you know, one <clears throat> or two year players. Like, how do you how do you look at it? Compare it? I don't know. I mean, I think like you said, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, once again, I think for me, just just. I mean, it's it's important to, to kind of build that relationship yeah. and let a kid know, let a kid 
see you, right? You want to be as visible as you can, like especially if you really, you know, are interested and you want right. a kid. So, I mean, there are tournaments and, and time periods that we can go to certain tournaments and be visible. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you're going to be wearing your, your you know, the, school, your school pride, your chest, yeah. right. you're walking around, you're at that, you know, at that game every time maybe that kid plays. And um, when there are periods when you can talk to a kid and parents and things like that, I mean, it's just, it's just about relationship building. Once right. again, you know, we talk about, um, you know, being from New York, but I think we're, we're naturally kind of persuasive, right? right? So, I mean, it has to be a little bit of that. Yep. Um, but, you know, once a kid, get a kid on a visit, you know, you show them a good time, you know, obviously legally the right way, you know, right. You, do the, you do the right things, but it's just letting that kid know you're interested in, in that you want him to be there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, they just have to feel wanted, man. They have right. to feel wanted. And, you know, obviously it's the right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. But, yeah. You know what I mean? I think if you do it the right way and once again develop those relationships, then, right. you know, you're, you're, you're right there. You know what I mean? With right. whatever ever school but, you know, you put yourself in a good position to, to, to get a kid. I, I want to know real quick, um, mm-hmm. what is the most difficult part of coaching for you? Um, and also, there's another kind of a personal question because mm-hmm. I've coached. In, do you ever feel like an angst, like, yo, you poured your all into this kid, right, or this group of kids, and you did not see what you think you should have seen? From that kid, based on all that you did, I'm talking personal now. I'm not talking about nah, as a coaching got, staff. Got, I'm talking yeah. about you. <laughs> I I, you. Yo, we just went over the, that layup, 580 no million, and you missed it. Yeah, yeah. Where, tell me about that, right? Because I got yo. Oh my god. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's. I mean, and you, you had a two kind of two part question. Yes, right? I did. So, yes. Um, I think the most the, the, the most difficult thing is 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 kind of like along those lines, right? Trying to. To, to, to have a kid maybe retain some information. Okay. So we're going through the scouting report, right. and this has happened. We're going through a scouting report, um, and, you know, everybody seems like they got it. We watch film. We, you know, uh, game might be on a Thursday. We're doing this from, like, Monday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday. We're doing three days, and, and, you know, everybody should have the information kind right. of process, right? Right. Um, we go on Thursday to first play the game. You know, we say, yo, he's, he, he's, he goes right. And, you know, you got to, you know you know what I mean? But he's, he's right-handed, cut off the right. He you, let him, you let him do what he wants to do. Right? You know what I'm saying? So it, it's just one of those things where you have to be patient, especially yeah. with kids. I think especially with, 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 with freshmen, you know what I mean? Right. Younger kids right. that come in, they just might be, you know, shell-shocked, scared. It might be a game where, you know, their, their first game or, or, you know, whatever. You right. know what I mean? But you have to be patient with those young kids, man. And, right. and, and Especially if you see something in them, you have to teach them, man, and, and, and kind of it's about repetition. Right. So we're not gonna you know, break a, break a clipboard just to instill <laughs> yeah. You're the not fear. better. You kind of mild mannered when you with your patience. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I, after I the think, third time, I, I, he, he, said, he thought about, him about him over it. The he head thought about shit. it. I mean, you know, I'm I'm gonna wear him out. You know what I'm it is? going to wear his think, ass. I think like we talk about the the errors. Yes. Um, you know, not to say like you know when I was in school, I didn't think I you know I knew everything, right? Right. I think kids are more. Um, they just want to kind of talk more, right, and, and, and kind of react and respond. Mm. You know, when I got to college, I, I listened. You know, mm. okay, I, I might have thought I knew, but I, okay, you're the coach, you might know a little right. bit more than me. Right, right. 100%. So I think I think now these kids might want to challenge you a little more. Um. And I know I, I've, I've been challenged once or twice, yeah. and those are the things where you have to be careful about what you say, what you do, obviously, but um, you know, you have to make it. It, you know, you have to make it a, a, a you know a certain way where the guys respect you, 
Um, but it's like a tough love kind of thing. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So you right. have to know, okay, well, we're not going to play those games today. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and we're trying to win a basketball game. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's about basketball. It's not about the back and forth. It's not about the right. disrespect right. Or, or the challenge. Well, the same you know? So, I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult, man. It gets tricky at times, man, because right. you, you spend so much time around these kids and these, right. these other, you know, the coaches and just the program in general. You're going to spend, you know, months and months around, you know, uh, these individuals. So you have to kind of be careful the way you do things. You know, right. it's got to be done a certain way. But, you know, sometimes things happen. Because, it's, it's, once again, it's, it's, it's family. Like, you, right. you, know, you yeah. have disagreements and arguments and stuff right. like that with your family. Right? That's so mm-hmm. if that's what we want to call it, then those things happen. As long do as we you, have the respect and everything is there, we're good. Do you challenge them to a, to a game if they get out of pocket? And they're like, yo, you know what? Oh, you know better? All right, well, let's hit the court. No, 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 I'm whack. I'm trash. No, let's hit the court. I don't know if I got it no more. Man. Get the oh, hell out of here. Stop, stop, stop. That's enough. Nah. Cut. We're about to cut this right now. I'm about nah. to get, yo. I don't believe you, that shit yo, for a second. I don't. I just want to talk into the camera real quick. This man walk in here, right? He look, I have not seen none of his shirt. He look as fit as it get. The man look like he got an eight pack. As fit as it gets. How the hell? You telling me? I don't know if I got. What the hell you been doing? What you say? You lock yourself in the gym. Well, obviously. He's an author. That's that's what he's penning penning things now. But what the, what the, what they gotta do with this boss up? <laughs> yeah, he's a lot of writing. You know what? Like I'll play occasionally, but the, the jump shot goes nowhere. That, that's what I'm, I'm gonna always. Yeah, say he that. dropped fifty in oh, the oh, middle oh, school. Oh, I, I thought you, I thought you meant like when you shoot it, it's not going nowhere. You're, you're not, not as quick. You might not be as quick. You're not be as quick. I'm sure. Speed okay. And the lateral movement, that's one thing. But yeah. the jump shot, I could do that. Yeah, but see, I feel like all the, the cerebral nature 50. That's all I improves. Say. The body kind of goes a little bit. No, but, the, right. but you older now. I get what you're saying. Yeah. You get smarter because physically you're not as capable. But right. but slow is slow is slow. Is no, 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 no. That's critical. It's critical. But but in like, I'm not like I said. I didn't play college. Like <clears> my, my skill level is way below yours. But right. but even I can notice. I can read the game better than a lot of the oh, young cats yeah. I play with. Right. So yeah, like. That is an advantage for me, oh, no even though my ankles are bum ankles and I, I can't really move. <laughs> well, he said he don't got it no more, so maybe maybe our skills might have been a bit. He don't got I'ma it. I'm going to say I'm a, we even level. Level. We, we looking even right now. We're talking about a level where, we, where we're coming from, the 90s. If, we, you know, we're talk, if we're talking about the 90s and trying to compare, then it's like, you know, it's, it's right. Listen, let me no tell you something. If me and you, like you said, cerebral, like, you, you know, yeah. you'll, you'll get certain things. And like I said, I'll play, you know, occasionally with the young guys and all that. But you, you see things differently because you're a little older. Right? That's for sure. Time. So yes, for sure. I, I got I got a question. So mm-hmm. taking it back, right? So you come actually. <clears throat> let me let me start here. Mm-hmm. Your decision to go to Mount Saint Michael. How did that come about? So this is after ABCD camp, mm-hmm. right? I'm assuming you already had that figured out by around that time. But for the most part, yeah. but how how did that come down as your decision? What what were the schools in contention for your services? Because I'm assuming you were being recruited heavy or insinuating you to go one way or the other like how did that work out uh, right now i mean for me it was just i mean in terms of what schools were involved I, you know it was you know obviously mount st michael i think cardinal hayes mm-hmm. um fordham and then there was there was st ray's right mm-hmm. so um you know all bronx schools um, and that know, was I intentional wanted, yeah i wanted to stay in the borough um, you know, obviously, I, w- I went to Mount. I still had to get on three buses. Yeah, in the morning, yeah, yeah, which was, was crazy. True. But um, you know, it came down to me just talking to moms, man, and and you know, just her, um, you know, telling me, you know, pick the school that you want to pick, that you know, that you want to go with, you know, that you want to, or that's most comfortable for you. Um, but 
you know, somewhere where you're going to excel academically. There's going to be some, you know, opportunities maybe after to, to kind of connect with some people, um, some different folks. And, and when I went there, I don't, I don't know if they still do this, but like the shadow for a day stuff, like it'll be yeah. like an eighth grader come and hang with a ninth grader yes. for okay. a day. Yes. I did that, and I just fell in love with Mount. I fell in love yeah. with the gym. Okay. Right. right. That was my thing. Like, this gym is, you know, this is like one of the biggest gyms in the city. Or got to be maybe the biggest high school gym in the, the city. Time, at the time, that was probably right? one of the yeah. big ones, yeah. And I just fell in love with it, man. I was like, man, this could be this could be a good thing. So, And know, they got like a campus feel to the whole school. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like a campus feel. Um, and, you know, obviously I knew some, some guys that went there. And, and, you know, I just, like I said, I, I fell in love with it, you know, at the mm. time. So it was just one of those things, man. And, and you know. And, and for me, I think for our family, just trying to, you know, carve my own Lame. way too. You know what I mean? Like usually back then it was like all the all the nice players that were from the Bronx would go to St. Raymond's, right? Mm-hmm. So it was just you know, not that I couldn't have went, it was just like, yo, you might want to do something different. Okay. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? It's just you know, go your own way. Yeah. Right. Carve your own, you know, Pass. destiny out. Yeah, for sure. That's for sure. damn, you a noble cat, bro. <laughs> yo, I like that. I like it. But okay, so that that is yo, but that speaks to his maturity. That speaks to like yo, your mom laid a heavy, heavy foundation for you, man. Because that, that right there in itself is like, yo, I got this. I'm gonna do my thing. Again, as a kid. But Yeah, that was mad mindful. Speak speaking of that though, mm-hmm. in terms of the climate, in terms of you being in high school, playing now. Mm-hmm. You knowing that all the ballers go to St. Raymond. What was those? What were those playing days like for you in high school in terms of the competition? I'm assuming that you knew of Rays, so I'm assuming their competition level was a little higher than yours. What? How did you fare? Yeah, yeah y'all weren't slouches. Y'all, but, y'all competed. Yeah, but what? What was it in comparison to to that to the big dogs? Um, uh, back then, Mount was in the in, in the B division. Yeah. Right? Okay. But when I decided to go there, like like back then, you couldn't like. The thing with me, when I when I picked Mount, everybody was like, yo, why did you pick Mount, right? So, okay. And I couldn't even play freshman at the time. Mm. Oh. I mean, right. I couldn't even play varsity at the time. Oh, right, As a right, freshman. Right, right, right. Oh, okay. So when I went, everybody was like, you can't even play varsity as a, as a, as a freshman. Why did you go there? You know, ex, you know, this, that, and the third. So I had to kind of, like, work on my game. They put me on JV um, instead of freshman. Oh, okay. I played JV. Ended up winning the city championship and all that. Nice. So That's I mean, it, 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 it was yeah. It was one of the things where – I would always see everybody in the summer anyway. Oh, I see. Riverside, Gaucho. So right. to me, it was like, all right, well, boom. And then, you know, by the time I got to varsity my sophomore year, we started playing eight, the Rices and the A. You know, the oh, A really? Teams. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> just, I mean, not in, in the league, but just, you know, just, just like games that were added, you know, yeah. schedule-wise. But you guys were still a B. We were still B. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you tell competed me. with the A's. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah. Tell, yeah. Me, tell me about that, the B and A thing. Like, how, how do they determine that you're B versus an A? I don't, I don't understand. I think it has to do with the number of students and then. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not I, about I, talent, though. No, no. I, I, I kind of forget what it was. It's Obviously, cool. Mount is, you know, in the, in the A and everything now with St. Right. James and all that. But, like, back then it was one of those things where it was B was, like, Spellman. Um, yes. Fordham, you know yes. those those type of teams, but right. um, it didn't necessarily have anything to do with talent. Oh, okay. It was just what it was, and I, and I think when I picked Mount, there was always discussion about yo, we should go to the A now. Bump it up, right? You know, better better guys, better players. But right. It's never initially about the the talent. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Um, so I guess now it's changed, but back yeah. then it was you know one of so, those things. So that kind of leads me back to my first question: mm-hmm. when you as a B, you play the Rices and the Rays. Mm-hmm. My question is, how did you fare with those? The, t- the top-level teams. Like, how did I play against them? Or? You or your team, both. Yeah, both. yeah. I mean, I, I think we used to do well. Um, okay. I mean, it was it was never, 
you know, because I think, like I said, once I, I, I decided to go there, we had a couple of other guys that came to me. Oh, okay. Which kind of helped. Um, nice. You guys remember Brendan Dunlop? He was my uh, right. backcourt mate as well. He ended yes, up going Dunlop. to Virginia Tech. Yes, mm. um, He came, and, and we kind of changed the whole, you know, landscape of, of Mount Basketball. Wow. We ended up winning the state championship. Oh, wow. Okay. Damn. But, um, yo, can you talk about – can you say that with a little bit more <laughs> – I'm going to need a little bit more gloating yeah, from you. Yeah, How about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I'm all right with the humility. I'm all right with like, that. He's like, yeah, we just won the state championship. <laughs> yo, I, yo, we won the state in, championship, you brother. You Mount St. Michael, that only yeah, – They got a poster. Banner that's on, on the end of that court, the only gold banner in the gym is, the, you know, the 1995 – uh, state championship. Yo, man, we got royalty so, I mean, in the building, I mean, baby. <laughs> Yo, we gotta go over. We gotta bring a dribble and dive with the mount and take a picture man. with you in the band. How about that? that? that that's a great message. Idea, that's a dope idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I charge ten percent off top, man. Really, really, really. We gonna make you a star. We gonna make me a star. <laughs> I'm your agent. <laughs> so, so I mean, now now that you you uh, describe how that worked out, mm-hmm. um, it's in, it's even more interesting to me now how you're recruited by. Pitt, obviously you went to Pitt, but I'm sure there's more schools in the mix that, that are more notable like a Pitt. Right. And and then your boy uh, Dunlab went to VTech. Right. These are not schlep schools, right. you know what I'm right. saying? These are good right. programs. No right. So that just speaks to, I guess, the high volume of talent that New York had. Because, like, you you tell me right now, you tell me Class B division, I'm I'm an immediately, unfortunately, think less than oh, hell yeah. an A, right? right? Absolutely. But the D1 schools didn't look at it that way. Right. No, no. Because when they came I mean, in here, they was just like, yo, get everybody. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> no, but I, like I said, I, I think, you know, back then, you know, you, you, you had that, that summer period too, right? So okay. you had the AAU stuff going on. So it was like, you know, and, and, and I'm coming off, once again, being, you know, a, ABCD camp. Or right. right. So the name is still, Ringing. you know, out there with, right. a lot, with a lot of schools anyway. Right. Um, and... You know, once again, I mean, if 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 you're good back then in in, in the Catholic school league, they were gonna find you. Yeah, right. Um, Facts. Once again, every school had three or four. Right. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy. So, yeah. And everybody was going Division One. Right. You know what I mean? So That's I, crazy. I remember being on a my Riverside team um, in '95. I think everybody went D1, man. Like it was and Brendan Brendan Dunlop played on that team. Willie Dersh, uh, Vasil Estimov. Uh, Norman Richardson. Norman mm-hmm. Richardson. At the end of the day, yep. he was even went to the league for a little while. Yeah, I remember him. For a little while. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, Elton Brand was on that team for wow. a little while. Eric Barkley. You know, they were a year younger, but they yeah, for sure. Was, yeah. Um, Reese Gibson, or Hollows, and they were going to Georgetown. Like everybody on that team, the AAU team that summer, man, went D one, which was Yo. crazy, man. So, like I said back then, man, it was it was. You know, you, you, you couldn't, you know, every night it was something. That's every crazy, night, every man. Night it was somebody, so, man. So tell me, why did you pick, actually, before I get into that, mm-hmm. shit talking, okay? Uh-huh. The brand of shit talking that was around when you were coming up, yeah. is it vastly different than what you see or hear about now? Um, I think I think it is different. I mean, I, mean, I, I think when we were coming up, man, it was more... Um, Obviously, it was more physical, right? Yeah, right. Um, Hell yeah. <clears throat> so, like the shit talking was 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 to a point where I never thought it would get crazy, right? Because you had that respect right. from right. from the opposite, you know, the opposite team, the opposite player, whatever. Right. There was always a, a level of respect there, right? Um, but I think kids now they they they'll talk shit, but 
they won't back it up. Yeah, right? that's so a big difference. I think yeah. back then, like we, they, the respect was there because, like, even if I talk to you, I'm going to back it up. Right. And I rem- I remember, you know, just over here as a fan watching games, like here at St. Raymond, watching the games, and then you hear somebody on a, one of the teams be like, "Yo, I'm dropping on f- some Larry Bird shit. Yo, I'm dropping forty on you, mother." <laughs> Blah blah blah, right. and then yo, this shit will come to fruition. And it wasn't like you said exactly. Like it wasn't like nobody was like, yo, I'm a, I'm a bang your girl or right. f yeah. your mom. It wasn't yeah. like that. But right. it, but it was like direct to them, and and then it was all love afterwards. Yeah. But it would happen. Right. Right. And I to you, that's kind of where I was headed. I don't mm-hmm. see that today. Yeah. And and even the the I call them the snaps that come out of their mouth. They kind of duds. Right. It's like. Right. Oh, um, I'm, I'm gonna slap you! Come on, dog! Like, <laughs> yeah, just, what are we talking about? But I think it's like you were saying. Though, even even at that level, it's, it's like, you know, I, I'll talk about your moms, your girl, but it's never like the basketball part, right? right. You know what I'm saying so. I'm gonna go and, and talk about something else, right? About you know, I'm gonna the give game. you forty or the game is different. So I mean, and even that's kind of corny to me. So I mean, you you, you got to look at it for what it's worth, but the times have. Change. Definitely change. Yeah, but you know, as far as shit talk is concerned, I think everyone who actually shit talked like Heavy. consistently in right. games, it was just to get a uh, you know a benefit, like to right. try to get an edge. You <laughs> know what I mean? Right. It was never personal. Right. It was in the heat of the competition. Gary right. Payton, Michael Jordan, Reggie Miller, all these guys did it because they were trying to get an edge. No and it's you know, and think about it, man. If you're going up against Jordan, man, you need any edge you can <laughs> yo, get your hands on. Like, yeah, right? like, see, I yo, might untie I might, his shoe. I might pull out the mom card. <laughs> you know there. Like, yo, pull you up his shorts, Jordan, yeah. Right? yeah. You got to do whatever. Yo, come on, man. He <laughs> yeah. dropping 45 on you. Yeah. That shit got the way on you a little bit. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck your mother <laughs> and your grandmother too. A punk ass. I saw her down the street. I tripped her. You ain't know that. But it was me, motherfucker. I'd be all up in his ass. He gonna drop fifty. Maybe, maybe he dropped forty nine that night. <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, "You're welcome, guys. That was me." <laughs> he missed that free throw. Right, right. You kept him. You kept him under fifty. That's right. right, right. That was my. That was job. my job. <laughs> so, what made you pick Pitt? And, and yes, what other like, schools were there in in contention there? Um, with that process, I, you know, obviously Pitt, um, Villanova. It came down to Pitt and Villanova. Wow. Who was um, the coach but, at Villanova at the time? Uh, Steve Lapis. Okay. Steve okay. Lapis. Okay. Um, and uh, St. John's came in. When they hired Fran Fitzschiller, they kind of mm. came in late. And okay. I was thinking about it, but I, I just I – mean, for me, it was just getting away from home, too. Oh, okay. Like, yo, I mean, it, it's, you know, it would have been nice, but, um, you know, for me, Pitt was the spot. Like I said, it was kind of like one of those mount things. I yeah. went yeah. on my visit. I loved it. Um, and I actually had a, a, a partner of mine, Mark Blount. Yes, um, Mark Blount. Former uh, Miami Heat. Yeah. Pacers, yeah, yeah. was it also? Bulls. Uh, Celtics. Celtics. Mark Blount. Um, played with a couple of teams, man. Yeah. He, he had a nice NBA career. Yeah. You know, a uh, couple contracts. But I, I actually grew up with Mark. We used to live in the same building. Nice. So he was at Pitt as a freshman, and, you know, while they were recruiting me. So, uh, you know, we just, like, and we were real close, man. So the one, it was one of those things where, um, you know, I fell in love with the school on my visit, and then he was there. So it was just like extra, man. So, wow. But it was dope. It was dope. I went there when the Steelers were like in the Super Bowl, too. So oh, it was like one of those, one of those weekends. Was, wow. And it was just was live. Jumping. That'll it do it. Jumping. It was jumping. Man. Was so, it a coincidence? Did you already know he was there? The, the fact yeah, that Mark you, was there? Yeah. I know. I know. You knew. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. But did you go off the strength for him or was it like Pitt was actually? actual? visit. Um, I mean, nah, nah. He was, he was definitely a part of it. Okay. Um, because we were even hanging out before, like, you know, he went to Pitt. 
Like, you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, so, okay, okay. Um, but it was one of those things where it was just like an added plus. It was a bonus. For sure. Like, I got my man there. That's you dope. Know, it's a dope school. So, um, but it was, you know, Pittsburgh is a good city too, a real nice city, man. Right. I had, I had a, you know, a, a nice four years there, man. Right. Did you so, ever take the drive from Philly to Pittsburgh? Philly to Pittsburgh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did that one time. Did you? <clears throat> Scared the shit out of <laughs> <laughs> Yo, son. <laughs> Why? There was a stretch when you, I, I don't know, maybe hour and a half outside of Philly, yeah. heading west, right? Yeah. It's, it, it looked like Ku Klux Klan country. Oh. Like, that's the best way I could describe it. Like, wow. and, you know, no disrespect to those people. You're yeah, probably yeah, not yeah, those yeah, kinds yeah, of people. Yeah, yeah. But that's what it, a kid, a black kid, I'm going to call myself a black kid because yeah, that's, black, that's, that's what I associate myself with. Yeah. But, like, a black kid with a group of black kids in a car. Heading to Pittsburgh for some, I forget what we was doing. We were doing some some meeting or something. And I'm, yeah, I remember this vividly. We we listening to Drake's first mixtape mm. in this right. in this drip. That's when I uh, realized what right. this kid was. <clears throat> and we driving, and I'm looking around, and it's like tractors and like, I I don't remember because it was like getting dark also. So that just added to the fucking. To it, I was like, yo, son, make sure we got gas for days. <laughs> Hit the fucking gas and don't get stopped, my nigga. And and we, you know, eventually we get to Pittsburgh, but the whole way through, I'm like, yo, son, <laughs> this is not how I can go out. And Drake is blaring in the in the system <laughs> in the car, and I'm like, yo, Drake, take us home, baby, take us home. <laughs> yo, it was it was probably one of the scary. I've been to a bunch. I've been to Miss, Missouri. I've been to different places right, where you would assume right, right. like shit like that goes down. Right. right. That was definitely the scariest I've right. ever been. So. Did you ever experience any of that initially? Nah, no. Nah, okay. nah, I can't say I had, but I mean, that, that drive you just to always tough. come back I'm, home. I'm a punk. From... I'm a punk. That's what you had. <laughs> nah, okay. nah, because you was more like, yo, everybody knew you. You on campus. You more sheltered. Yeah, sheltered I mean, life. I mean, we, we're talking about, you know, a, a student athlete, you know, once again, coming from New York, but in, in a situation where you're kind of, like you said, a little, a little bit sheltered, but we're going to practice. We're going right. back to the dorm. It's right. safe. It's not, you know what I mean? Right, so right. you know what, though? So we Pits- kind of ventured off to do other stuff. I mean, Pittsburgh, incidents Pittsburgh itself, happened, but- I didn't feel that at all. Right. It was that in-between area until right. you right. got to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is dope. Right. Like, live as hell. I'm going to piggyback off that, man, because I actually went to PA. Uh-huh. Uh, I had a, <clears throat> had a girl out there one time. I go out there, right? I kid you not. I like to take a walk in the neighborhood, see what's going on. Man. I kid you not. I'm walking to the gas station because that's where the grocery stores are. You ain't in Kansas anymore or New York. I go to this <laughs> ga- on my way to the gas station, right, to go get with my buddy. I kid you not. Uh, uh, a car, uh, uh, one of those, uh, what do you call it? Those pickup trucks. Pickup trucks. <clears throat> I'm not, if I'm lying, I'm dying. Flies out of the, the driveway, right? There's like three people in the back. Someone throws a bottle in the in the vicinity of where I was at. Not didn't hit me close, but it was yo. They threw it and they say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I never went to that gas station. I said this shit is over. We going crazy. right back to the cribbo. I'm taking my ass home. Yo, I'm over here thinking this is a, you know all oh, the friendly people. Yeah, friendly people. Not at all, right? Oh yeah, baby. This ain't New York. That's one thing that's what shocks me still to this day. Mm-hmm. 
Because I've taken like cross country trips and dri- driven, right. et cetera. Right. Yo, New York is nothing else like it. We from New York, we're a little bit spoiled because we think the rest of the country is New York, right. and it is not. No, it's not. It's not. The segregation is thick, racism is heavy, and they will kill your ass without <laughs> blinking. Oh, you're here? Let me introduce you to my man. <laughs> Shoddy gun. And boom. <laughs> and your ass, your heart, and your, and your, no, you know, so I'm just saying. Yeah, certain spots. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry to segue, baby. You know, you, that PA shit touched me because that was, yo, I, I yo, Yo, I couldn't make that up. And I had, that was the only way I could throw yeah, this out that, there. That touched you right there. It hit me. It hit, it, it hit me. But uh, I wanted to ask you actually about your pit career. Uh-huh. Um, so my, my, I always ask this, but I really want to know this question. In York, and it doesn't have to be pit, but I, I want you to answer for pit. Okay. What was the toughest competition you had from a one-to-one basis? Like, what was the player that you could say right now, damn, son, I went up against such all, and all such. All-time or collegiately? <clears throat> I want to know it's first collegiately at Pitt. Okay. Pitt. And then maybe all-time as far as gauchos and all that. Mm-hmm. You could throw that in. But I really want to know about your Pitt experience right now. Um, I always say, man, like Richard Hamilton. Mm. Rippy rip. Yeah, you had to I guard him? Rip. It was you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, it, I mean, and you know how he plays, man. For so sure. Just trying to chase him on the screens. Oh, my and, God. You know, he knew angles really well yes. and just know how to get open. It was like, you know, he used his body real well, man. Yes. And he was just like, you know, he would just go. He would yes. just go like Reggie Miller, right? He That's just, right. Like, he didn't get tired, man. Yeah. That was, that was the thing. Like, he didn't get tired. Right? Wow. So, you had to chase him around. That man. reminds me. There was a game. <clears throat> I want to maybe late 90s, mm-hmm. maybe toward the end of your, well, no, you got the 96 yeah, season? Yeah, yeah, Okay, so in the middle maybe of your of your seasons at Pitt, <clears throat> y'all were playing, it was like maybe at the height of the rivalry between y'all and UConn, and the game went down to the wire. And I think it was, who was the point guard? I think it was El Amin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, El Amin hit yeah. this well, last second oh, joint. Oh, my God, I remember that. Yo, son, that shit cool. was that was it. You that were there, right? Heartbreaker. Yeah, that was yeah. A heartbreaker. yeah. Okay, that was a heartbreaker. I figured you'd remember if you were there because that shit was, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a hell of a game. That was a heartbreaker, man. It was it was it was crazy because um somebody asked me about that. I guess it was on ESPN Classic or something like mm-hmm. that, like mm-hmm. recently or whatever. But somebody okay. asked me, but it was it was crazy. We, like we were up the whole game, man. Right. And it was it was a whiteout, right? So they were number one. I think we were ranked like in the top fifteen or something like that. And right. UConn was the number one team in the nation. Yes. At the time. So. Right. The whole crowd, they did a whiteout. Everybody's wearing white t-shirts. Right. It's right. crazy. And was that at UConn? It was. It was at Pitt. Oh, Pitt. It was at Pitt. Okay. We used to play in the Fitzgerald Fieldhouse. Okay. okay. Right. This was like when the Fieldhouse was just you know five, six, seven. I mean maybe seven thousand. Oh, I get like it that, now. It whiteout for you guys. Yeah. Because you have your home jerseys. Right. Got it. Got it. Got it. Right. So it, 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 you know, we upped the whole game. It's crazy. I think I had like twenty in the first half. I was, wow. I was going nuts too. So damn. Um, and that's rip guarding you too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, wow. Yeah, you yeah. put twenty on Rip Hamilton's ass <laughs> in the first half. First Hang half. it on your yo. That's a trophy. Yeah, that's that's a fact though. But you no, know, we were up the whole game. Um, I think we were up one. A couple seconds left. We ended up inbounding the ball. Khalid got the steal. You know, long story short, Shit. <laughs> you saw it, right? But yeah. It was a heartbreaker, man, because like we said, we had the number one team in the nation. Like, that right. was. You know that was history. People talk about that to this day. Man. What, what do you? I mean, obviously you remember that those last few seconds. Like, I'm assuming at the end of it all, you were just sitting there looking up, like, what the <laughs> fuck just happened? But like, no do you remember like how you were, like what your position was at the time, like what you were trying to get accomplished? Because obviously you 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 assumed they're gonna go to rip, mm-hmm. right? Because that guy was just lights out. But Khalid comes out of nowhere. What was it like a floater? Well, it, it, like yeah, it was. It was kind of like one of those things where 
Um, like I said, Khalil got the steal. So, oh, that's right, that, off the inbound. You know, got it, got it, got it. It wasn't a set play. Set. Like, he just went. So he got the steal and just went. Like, it, it happened, honestly, so quick right. that we were, like, just in Shell shock shot. after that. Right. And Khalid jumps on the table. He's doing Yes, I remember crowd. that. Oh, my yeah, God. And Khalid, me and him actually communicated recently, too. Man. Oh, really? Still like, yo, remember that game? Uh, That's cool, so, man. That's but cool. It was, it was just one of those things, man, and, and, and it happens. Like, you know what I mean? It's just college basketball. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I could just remember guys in the locker room, man, tearing up, like, crying. It was crazy. So I mean, I that it felt like a championship game. Yeah, hell That's yeah. the vibe. Oh, was. absolutely. Hell yeah. I mean, and that's and that's the beauty and the the heartache mm-hmm. of that, right? Because okay. that's why, like, if you compare it to like the NBA, for instance, even today, like the emotion outside of Joel Embiid when they went out this season, mm-hmm. this past season, you don't really get to see that that real commitment to trying to win, and then if it doesn't yes, happen, yeah. the the heartbreak, you know, because it, again, like. They got to check. For them, life is not that bad. Right. right. And I guess that's how they think about it. But, like, even that experience, having that heartache mm-hmm. is such a good thing, generally speaking. Because now you guys talk about it in retrospect and, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it sucks. But everybody was able to build up, level up from that experience. And I think that's, that's you know, nobody wants to go through that kind of suffering. But, right. but it's a positive <clears throat> at the end of the day. Like, yeah, yeah. what do you think you got out of that in particular? No, I mean, it's just like, I mean, because you can't win every game, right? But right. it's right. one of those things where, um, like, you experience something like that and, and you don't want it to happen again. Right. right? So mm. it, it touches you, right? Right, right, right. right. You don't want that to happen again. It's like going to the, not going to the store again, right? No. <laughs> Touch me. So I, I didn't want it to happen again. Hell so no. We kind of, like, after that, I mean, we, 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 we kind of went into the tank, like, right after that, we lost seven, eight straight, whatever it was, mm. and then dropped out of the top 25. So it was, like, one of those things where it affected us as a team negatively. Yeah. Right. But I think individually, like, we grew from it. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, yo, we don't want that to happen again next year or, or right. whatever. Right. But it just, you know, like, and once again, I mean, you see it happen, March Madness all the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my it's God. It's one of those things you got to deal with. And you can either go left or you can go right with it. And. You know, at the end of the day, I think it makes you stronger, right? Because yeah. you, you is you know, you're gonna lose, right? You're not gonna win everything, you know right? I mean? So you have to kind of deal with that and just kind of build after the fact. Quick question: Um, what year were you in, uh, specifically? At that time, yeah, I was a junior. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. so you have one more year to come back and yeah. kind of right. make up ground. Right. right. What did you feel about coming after that loss, like <clears throat> following the following <clears throat> year? Like, what was your mindset? Like, I basically want to know, like, if you added mm-hmm. to your game or your leadership or what have you, like what did you take in that to the next year? Like, yeah, I, I, for me, I, it was probably more leadership. So, I mean, <clears throat> we ended up getting a new coach. Um, right. Ben Howland came, like Ralph Willard um, mm-hmm. was the coach for my first three years. Okay. Kevin Willard, that's at Seton Hall. Yeah. 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 Oh, nice. Um, so, um, Ben Howland, who's at Mississippi State now, came my senior year. So he immediately put me in a leadership position. Nice. He was like, yo, I want you in, um, you know, another teammate of mine to be captains right so that was just something like yo you remember you know me even talking to the guys remember what happened last year let's kind of do things different let's let's get it situated and it's always hard when you get a new coach yeah you know but I think having that heartache from the year before just kind of helped me even you know with with, with myself right I mean leadership skills and just going about the the the, you know preparing myself for you know even after my senior year right so you know I think shout out to coach Howland too you know, shout right, out to right. for, for even doing that because he didn't have to, right? Because he didn't know me from anywhere. Right. right. You know, but I want you to be in that leadership position. That's you know dope. I mean? So it was, you know, it was a good experience. Like I said, Pitt was Pitt was great, man. 
and right. the fit was great. Well, uh, so let's fast forward a little bit. So mm-hmm. you you finish up your career at Pitt, mm-hmm. which if I didn't look at it too tough, but you did well. Mm-hmm. Like you, I'm I'm asking. Um, yeah, I think I <coughs> you personally like, like nine or ten points from my career, okay. or something like yeah. that. Just yep. under a thousand points. Nice. Yeah, okay. Just missed it, but damn, that's um, awesome. You know, played with a lot of you know great players. Like I said, Mark Blount, yeah. um, Vontigo Cummings, yep. yeah. who went to the league. Yes. Um, you know, Ricardo Greer, obviously. Yep. Damn. Brandon Knight. Mm-hmm. Woo! Assistant at Rutgers. Rutgers now. Yeah. So yes. I played with a bunch of good Yo, players. Yo, you had a squad. Guys, man. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. We had, big, some, we had some good players, man. So, Lord. Um, definitely. Like, so the experience for me was was all love, you know, and I ended right. up graduating, right? Nice. Right. You know, yeah, let's not overlook I'm not that. Go in and not Graduate. take care of business. That's so, beautiful, you know, man. Took care of business for moms and. In four. Uh, in four. Wow. In four. That's four. big. Yeah, so. I mean, it was great. Man. And there was, was no red shirting or nothing. You went straight in. Yeah, I went in as wow. a true freshman. Dope. And, um, you know, and, and I didn't get a lot of run my freshman year. I think I averaged two or three points or something like that. Yeah. But that, between that freshman and sophomore year, that summer, man, I just, just worked my ass off. Right. Yeah. You know, did what the coaches told me, worked my ass off. And then, you know, I cracked that starting lineup my sophomore year. And, you know, that was that was, that was was the end of that. I have a quick question yeah. um, regarding, because, um, you know, you were so successful high school. Right. Middle school gauchos, etc. Like, how was that process of like coming in that first year, right, and kind of like not getting playing time, knowing how good you've always been? You've been busting ass, like you, you know, you know what I'm saying. What was that experience like coming from all that you did prior to that point? What was it like to like? No, it was it was it was hard, man. It was definitely hard, and I I think that's why I said like. You know, during my four years, even even like coaching now, like I could deal with those type of situations because I've been there. Right. right. So, but like it was times I wanted to quit, man. I was like, Yo, I'm ah. going back to New York, man. This is crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. But you know, once again, not seeing the big picture because then my sophomore year I started. Right. But but what made you so, stay? What made you not quit? For example. Um. No, it was just it was just kind of like talking to my family, man. Okay. Talking to moms and talking to different people. But you know what I mean? Like, so if I had to quit, then then what? Like, of course. Yeah. And, nice. You know, but I, I think for me, man, it was just like staying the course. Yeah. It's, right? back, so, it's back to what you talked about earlier. Your mom had you in karate. Just, you starting it? <laughs> right. Your ass better finish. You start, you're going to finish. Yeah, we right? should have had your mom wish you on this show. No yeah. question. No yeah. question. Yeah. What did your mom do? Cynthia, Cynthia, we might have to get you <laughs> in here. Cynthia, you might be next on Dribble and Dives. You, Let's you get up, man. Let's get up. That's going to be next year's Mother's Day edition. Word up. Oh, good idea. That's a low sound. Shit, you better get Yeah, you got some great ideas, man. Oh, man. We love the mothers, man. It's Mother's Day every day on Dribble and Dives. <laughs> no, absolutely. So, absolutely. so you graduate. Uh huh. Um, by the way, that's I mean that's huge. No, right? no I appreciate it. Sure. You 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 maximize your time there. Right. And, and it's hard. I give you credit because I know, you know, the athlete at a school is basically the the prize for the school. So right. you know, it's a draw, and you're really like a full time. That's your full time job. Oh, no right. And so school, unfortunately, academics become secondary mm-hmm. for a lot of uh, student athletes. Because of the way the school positions that, the fact that you were able to do that in four years to me is, is shocking. Yeah. The fact that you were able to start uh, playing, true, you, know, you qualified true freshman early, you know, as soon as you got in, right. also tells me your preparedness uh, leading up was was solid. Right. right. You graduate, and you mentioned earlier that you played <clears throat> overseas a bit. Tell mm-hmm. us, take us through that that journey a little yes, bit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I played overseas for a couple of years in France. Um, nice. So I mean, a, after uh, after Pitt. 
it was it was just trying to find a, a situation, right? Because you know I'm, I'm in that transition period. Um, you know, NBA didn't call. You know, I'm like, yo, what am I gonna do now? Yep. Um, ended up getting an agent. You know, he kind of you know steered me in the direction of, of a team in France, mm-hmm. um, and just put me in in, in a situation where. Um, you know, I went over for those couple of years and played, but it was it was it was one of those things where, um, you know, you know, even before that, did like a couple of tryouts, CBA. That's when the CBA. Was yes, yeah, back then. Yeah. Um, so I did a couple of CBA tryouts. <coughs> I didn't work. So I was like, well, you know, I got I got to make some money somewhere. Right? Yeah, right. So you know, they 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 set me up with a situation in France, which, um, you know, which which was good, man. And like I said, I played two years over there. Um, you know, a couple injuries and you know a lot of politics and. Know, horror stories with my agent stuff wow. like that so it, you know, I went through it in terms of trying to play professionally but um I wouldn't trade it you know for anything right. I wouldn't trade it for anything man. did you did you <clears throat> happen to play against Ricardo Greer over there in no, France no. Okay. But, but what's crazy is um we played one night and I guess they had like a um it was like a, maybe a special tournament or something going on and I just saw him out and I was like yo now we just played. So we, I actually saw him over there. We just didn't play against got each other. It. You know okay. what I mean? But um, we got a chance to hang out when I, when I was over there. Which okay. was cool. That's which dope. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's by chance. Right? Just like, yeah, right, right. That's dope. Yeah. So, so injuries kind of took you out and then the, the politics and, right. the, and the bullshit with the agent. What was your next move after that? My next move was um, I went back to Pittsburgh to work out. Um, just trying to figure it out. And, and I kind of just lost a little bit of love for the game, man, to be honest right. with you. Um, because you know, of that experience. Because of all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You kind of mentally is, it, you know, trying to get back and, you know, just so much going on. I'm 23, 24, something yeah. like that. And, you know, I was like, yo, man, I don't know about this anymore. So I uh, went back to Pittsburgh, started working out, and then my daughter was born. Yeah. Wow. So that was one of those things where I, well. I'm going I'm to I'm chill here because I have to, right? You know what I mean? Right. Not because I, have, because I want to. Yeah, yeah, right, right, I mean? right. It's, I get it. That's your responsibility It's a responsibility that I have. Yeah. So, um, never ended up going back over there. But, you know, always, you know, like until this day, obviously I'm coaching, but I still have love for the game. But at that point, it was just like, wow. You know, it, was just, it hit me hard, man. It hit yeah. me hard. Got a little bit depressed. And it was just one of those things where, you know, I had to figure it out, man. I had to I, figure it I out. I just want to say, um, it reminds me of Jaime Peterson because we had mm-hmm. him on the show. He spoke a little bit about his overseas experience. He went mm-hmm. in depth, though. That man went in. He was <laughs> in there. He, everybody got aired out. <laughs> somebody got fired. Somebody mm-hmm. got something off this shit, I'm sure. <laughs> Somebody's like, yo, motherfucker, really? But anyway, like, you know, and. Not to say he had the exact same experience because right, I don't. Right. I really don't know. And if you don't want to share, that's cool. But he shared something to that effect mm-hmm. where like they try to like get him for some money. It was a bad, you know, a bad contract here. It was a bad situation there. Like it's a lot of a lot of like politics, like you say. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's a European thing or if that's just a professional basketball thing where it's like, yeah, let's try to get what we can get as far as agents and yeah. leave you out to yeah. out I mean, to try. I, I think with me, what happened was. You know, initially the, the the agreement was you you're, you're supposed to get the, you know, your cut from the team, mm-hmm. not not the player. So right. that's where it went. So you know, the the agent was, you know, getting his cut from me right. instead gotcha. of getting it from the team. So that's when we went wrong. Or double then, dipping, or no? I, possibly. possibly, right? For sure. <laughs> to this day, I couldn't tell you to right. but possibly. <clears throat> And that was kind of like the thing, and I think it happens all the time. Yeah, I'm sure right. it does. Happens, you know what I mean? I'm sure it does. You hear the horror stories about y'all. You got to save your money, and you know, don't trust. And so it's, it's tough being over there as a 23, 24 year old yeah. for sure. by yourself. Yeah, 
right? Yeah. right. Which is which is difficult. Man. I think I think for me the important part about it, and I think it's what this is so imperative for us to talk about it mm-hmm. because there are going right. to be kids going into that same experience. Right. And I think the 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 fortunate thing that we have is that people like yourself right. that have gone through. Hopefully, they could at least prepare them somewhat. Like, all right, you know what to think now, so that right. you don't lose that kind of that lust for the game, if you will, mm-hmm. and you know how to maneuver yourself. Right. Because I think enough times we don't speak about the important things that we need to talk about. No question. And you know what I mean? No and question. I think as men, we're just very prideful. Like, yo, you know, I, I got this. Right. That don't mean that you ain't go through some shit. Right. You know what I mean? No I got this now, but I went through some shit. No question. And I think that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited for you to share that because, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, it's, you know, you talk to youth every day in your line of work anyway, but... Right. Hopefully, in a grander scheme, and just in an overall national scale, hopefully we can talk about this, have this conversation. Right. So, I just want to point that out. I, no, no, I, I think it's not the cut you off. Yeah. I mean, is I think it's important because once again, you're going to have those situations come up all the time. Right. right? And once again, for somebody that's gone through it, to have those kind of personal conversations yeah. with yeah. you know with, with 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 young you know student athletes. I mean, right. it's. it's it's important, man, because you deal with that kind of stuff and, and you might not know who to go to right. or, or how to deal with those things. Right. So. And that leads me to <clears throat> the alumni network, right? Mm-hmm. So programs like yours, I feel like, and, and I don't put this on pit. I put this just out there generally. Even on the high school level, I think there's a big gap, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't enough done to keep a relationship with alumni on high school and collegiate levels. And I don't think it takes a lot, right? Because mm-hmm. there's already built-in pride having been a part of that right. institution for mm-hmm. whatever amount of time. And if your experience was a positive one, you felt like you got something out of it, which I feel like in most cases, I think athletes might feel that way because A, they didn't, they got a free ride, hopefully, right. uh, and they hopefully took advantage of that. And that, I think, in and of itself creates a positive Absolutely. You know, impact. Absolutely. Not to mention everything else that goes with it. Right. So if you have this wealth of alumni just sitting there and you as an institution don't create that rapport with them mm-hmm. and keep it active, right. you fucking up. Because yeah. Yeah. especially just, just off the strength of like, yo, let's say uh, to bring Pitt into this, Jeff Cable comes and is like, yo, I'm going to have a round table. I'm going to bring back athletes from Pitt. Mm-hmm. We're going to sit down. <clears> we're going to talk about X, Y, and Z. Right. Just so y'all, the, the team... Now you can take, all right, we do all the court shit, you know, go through plays, all that other shit. But like the life stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. yo, fact, most of these motherfuckers <laughs> aren't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Let's just be real. So what are you gonna do beyond the game? Right? Here's some things that these people went through you might want to hear about. Right. Or, yo, Mark Blunt went pro. Uh Fontigo Cummings went pro. Hear their experience and, right. and and how they, you know, right. went through the process. Right. So you can learn from their positive experiences and hopefully apply them to you but also from the negative experiences and protect yourself from some of those things no just fundamentally i think that is a humongous benefit yeah and and you know i don't think it costs much like i don't think i don't think most of the athletes that come out of these schools are scumbags in a way where they they're going to charge you an arm and a leg to come to the school. I mean, you know, transportation would be nice, right? Right, right. A place to stay would be nice. <laughs> right. Something to eat. Right. Something right, to eat right, would right, be great. Right, right, But if the school can't provide that, bro, the school's doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah but you know what? I, I'm, I'm, you, you being uh, a college coach, I want to ask you. I mm. don't – this is my assumption. I don't think enough coaches give a shit enough. But it's not the, it's not the coaches. Okay. I don't put it on the coach. Okay. I put it on the AD and the institution generally. That's because the coaches come and go, for sure. And their focus is on recruitment, 
getting wins or whatever. Okay. But if if the AD comes to the coach and says, yo, we're putting this thing together. We, we want to have them come to one of your off days. Nine times out of ten, I'm pretty sure, unless there's some shit going on where they're in contention for something really key and important, coach is going to be like, yeah, this is going to help my team. So I, I agree with what you're saying. I think it's – so the reason why I bring up coaching is because I got – you know, I've, we've talked a lot about uh, John Calipari on this show. Okay. You know, he's come up numerous of times okay. for different players. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just going to use him just because he's the freshest person on my head. But to a man, they've spoken very highly of the man. Like mm-hmm. the man has just like impacted people's lives beyond the game. Gotcha. You know, we're not talking about just NBA players because that's already been we, said. We get that. Yeah. And that's there. Yeah. But people's lives have been impacted to where like this is a man like, yo, I'm your friend for real. I'm right. here for you for real. I'm your mentor for real. So that's why I speak about coaches. Not to say that that's their job. Right, right. I think he went above and beyond. Sure. What I'm saying is because he holds that, well, you know, his platform, he's using it to, enco- to, to encompass community, to build community. Mm-hmm. He's using that power that he has for that. So I want to know if in your experience as a college coach, excuse me, mm-hmm. Do you see what my brother's saying there as true as far as it's possible, it's there, or is it not something that you see often, hear about, or do people even give a damn? Whether that's coaching or athletic director or whatever, I'm just, as a culture, as a, in general. I, I think it, you know, obviously it has to come from the coach, you know, in, initially, I think, but mm-hmm. the support has to come from up top. Right? Uh-huh. Sure. So um, I think Pitt, Pitt does a, a, a pretty good job at, at, at doing things like that. I think... You know, they always have alumni events. I'm always getting something in the mail, um, and and you know, you know, I've been to a couple of Final Fours where we'll have like a pit event for okay. former, you know, former guys that played and stuff like that. So I mean, they do a decent job of, of putting things together. But I don't know. I couldn't speak for every other school. Right. You know what I mean? So, right. but I, I think as a coach, you 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 want to be that person. You wanna you want to kind of do that because that builds up. You know, that helps recruiting, right? Right. That helps, that's a good know, point. Again, that's a great point. Family. That's a great point. I want to go to Kentucky, man. Those right. Guys are close. Right. That's right. a very you good point. I mean? So, you know, you have to kind of do those things, man. You have to kind of have the golf outings and the picnics mm. and, the, you know, whatever you can do to kind of, you know, put former guys and people together, man, to have, you know, because once again, if you've had a good experience at the school, why not share that with yeah. your brothers? It's the key marketing tool, right? right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's just one of those things that, that, has to be implemented, you know, if it's not at, at right. certain schools. But I think from a coaching standpoint, you have to kind of want to do that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You have right. to be, you know, and, and certain guys may not be people, per, you know, people person. I mean, right. like people, people. Or, right, you know, right, right. right. <laughs> or, or, you know what I mean? So they, they're not reaching out. They're not doing those things. But it's important, man. That's you know, important. So it's, it's funny because now that, <clears throat> now, that, now, that, now that you say that, now that we're talking about it, yeah. it makes sense now why a guy like a John Calipari, Mike Krzyzewski, and all these guys are successful. Jim Beheim, Circus. It's because they. I feel just based on what you're telling me, it makes sense that they go above and beyond the game, and that they actually work to build relationships. It just makes sense that they're putting in the work behind the scenes, not just on the court. You know, X's and O's. Because I'm sure I'll venture to say most coaches do the X's and O's, and most. But taking time to build relations. And be and beyond basketball, yo, you gotta let's be quick and honest. That you gotta be a special type of person. You gotta invest time. Cause think about this, man. John Calipari, how many thousands of players we're talking about with this man? You know, a lot of people. Who knows? Cause we're not even talking about just the star athletes. The 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 B and C players that didn't get no burn. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm just saying I could imagine, and not only that, to do that kind of a job where you're the head coach, 
and your head is the next one to get chopped off if this thing goes south. Well, not Cal, because he got a lifetime contract. But, right, right. He's but, straight. One of the but few, right? I'm yeah. giving this a bad example because they're so interesting. <laughs> bad, horrible example. But you don't... Know, I'm going to watch him But no, nah, that's stress. You're right. It's, you know what I mean? Like, you got to build this relationship of family, and you got to be successful. Right. I wonder, though, if there's a stipulation in that contract where if you have a losing season or multiple... Nah. No? Nah. I wonder. Yo, I got I want to read Lifetime is lifetime. No, because son. you know no, what I'm saying. What if <laughs> what yo? What if? What if? And it's a big if. What if he starts losing? Like I'm talking about multiple losing yo, seasons. Yo, son, his leg his kids I are taking care know. of the I just want I'm killing like, it. No doubt. No doubt. He's good, man. He's no, great. No, no, I'm not saying he's not good. That's if he, look, if he has 10 losing seasons. You I want to know. You know what he's going to do? I want to visit that contract. He's going to look at the 20 previous seasons. <laughs> and be like, Yo, you see these W's? No, I'm not saying Add he, that shit up. No, <laughs> I'm not saying he, he. I'm sure he's going to nah, fall on his laurels. I'm sure. I can't search the Oh, I love it when mine does that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just wonder. I, that's something because you mentioned it before. Yeah. I never actually looked up his contract. I want to look that up. But uh, If you can find this, send it to me. I want to read every yeah, I'm sure that's got to be public. <laughs> that's interesting, right? Yeah, no, yeah, but that's all, all that's got to be public knowledge. They, they say I want, like I want to use it as my template so when I feed it to somebody for a lifetime deal, that's, that's what I'm basing on. <laughs> I got a lifetime deal, buddy. Yeah, you might want to talk to me. I, I know exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> so, Jared, mm-hmm. we, we talked about kind of the, the, the highlights, right, mm-hmm. of, of your career, your basketball career. Right, right. What would you say is the major low light throughout that journey? Mm. Throughout the journey. Damn. Mm, I don't a, even that's think a, that's, that's a good question. That's a no, great that's a question. question. Right, we, um, gotta, we gotta put that part that down. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be question of the year. <laughs> I mean, I, I just think even even when we talk about that college experience, man, just not um reaching the NCAA tournament. Mm. Right. So we had a couple of losing seasons. Like I said, my junior year we did fairly decent and then we kinda started losing. Um and my my freshman year we got to the NIT. Mm-hmm. So you know when I left as a as a as a as a senior that year that as soon as that you know I left after that year those guys got to the to the championship of the the Big East tournament which uh, don't don't get me wrong I was happy for those guys yeah but you, like, were like, you were like damn you were like damn it was what my happened? fault it was and my then, fault all these years again, and, and it's funny because we talk about you know coaches that are kind of you know instrumental in their players' lives and Ben Howland was one of those guys okay but he um he changed the program right so after that you know I was able to go back and. You know, talk to him and talk to the kids. Even when Jamie Dixon got the job, I mean, they welcomed me to come back as you know, as a former player. Anytime I needed tickets to the game, stuff like that. But I was always disappointed that I didn't make the the NCAA tournament. Right. right? So and those and like I said, when, once I left, it was like they were getting there every year. Yeah, it throwing it in your face. Which is crazy. So, um, but you know, once again, happy for for the program, man. You know, and, and you know, and going through some. Some tough times recently, but you know they're they're kind of you know they'll get back there. I, I I think Jeff Cable was a great <clears throat> hire yeah. for a coach. I know I think this is his second third this year. Be, this would be two. Two. Be two, yeah. two, and uh, I know he picked up one of these kids from Bishop Lachlan, mm. <clears throat> one of the twins. I think it was Justin or something or other. I right. can't remember. Oh yeah, thing. the smaller one. I don't know. They're both gigantic. No, because <laughs> one is shorter. I think the one with the, the, the shorter cut. Not oh, that's line. a big I think, I think, Yo, that he went there? I think so, yeah. That's but a huge Don't quote get. me, but definitely one of them. That's a huge committed. Get. So, like, I know he's doing some <clears throat> things to, to rebuild that. I, I have high expectations. Right. Just, again, Cable's pedigree, um, and I think just the stuff that you've seen him do coach-wise, I think Absolutely. he's made some smart moves. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pivot a little bit here. Mm-hmm. What, what move do you – 
to write this book and, and tell me the name of the book because I don't want to yeah, mess it up. Oh, the book that's coming out is um, it's called Cheers to Fears. Cheers to Fears. Um, I saw the little teaser. Okay. On Instagram, I want to say it was. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got some stuff on social media. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's me and my actually my college teammate Jeremy Holmes. Okay. Um, so we we actually we graduated Pitt together, um, which was crazy because you know we talk about that situation, but we were the only two guys within that kind of period to, to graduate like on time within those four years. Get out. Uh, yeah. That's so awesome. we have a unique bond. Right. Nice. So he's he's coming from Cleveland. You know, obviously I'm from the Bronx. Right. Um, so it's it's just like kinda about our story, how we came together, how we met, um, but the the, the actual meaning uh, or the message behind it, you know, being cheers to fears is kinda once that ball stops bouncing or the sports kinda you mm. know, kinda stop for you. Um, after you've been cheered for your whole life, how do you handle it? I love that. that. You know what I'm saying? Dope so it's, it's, it's one of those things where everybody experiences it. Yeah. You know, even if you go pro and play for 10 years, yep. you're done now. What are you doing? What's going on? Yo, how are you going to handle it? so dope. The rest you of your know? life. And how do you get those cheers kind of internally? How do you cheer for yourself? Oh, man. Right? I got to so, read your book, man. No, it's, it's going to be dope. <coughs> when is it? When is the release? Do you have a release date? Um, we, we, the release date is probably going to be um, posted maybe next week. Okay. Okay. Um, so by the time I this wanted, airs, I wanted we'll to kind of, you know what I'm saying? You know, me coming up was kind of part of that process, and oh, okay. I wanted to kind of bring you guys the book. And you know, oh yeah, nice, for sure. At the end of the day, it didn't happen. So I mean, we got to wait a couple more weeks, but I, I get you. you know, I get it to you guys for sure. Well, yeah, we can I'm do not, it. I, I'm gonna buy it. Nice. Don't give me nothing. I'm gonna buy okay. it. Okay. Well, you can give it to me. I'll take his. Listen, I'll take his and mine. Like you, you so honest. But what? What you said? Listen, listen. Not only that. How about this? Give me the gear for Fuck that. Listen, I'm from the what? But but you're gonna publish it in Amazon and all the major. It'll be on all places. the major major platforms. Okay. Man. So um, you know, pretty soon, you know, anybody could get it. Like I said, we'll have a release date probably this week. Um, put that out there. But it's it's you know, I love the concept too, man, because you know I mean we all go through it. Yeah. You know yes. what I mean? We all go through it. I mean it's That's it's, so it's, dope. it's you know, people ignore it, right? Like mm-hmm. I see I feel like athletes for the most part. And you hear it with like how you know the NBA players like they just blow money throughout their career, right. and then when they retire, they ain't got a pot to piss in. Right. Right. And so that lends itself to like you know people are being a lot smarter with their money. I feel like more recently nowadays, yeah. When they go to those heights, but yeah. what about the guys like go collegiate but don't really excel professionally, no right? Question. No question. How do you set yourself up to to? maintain a life right. right and then the other piece of that is and i was listening to um local radio station uh i mm-hmm. want to say it might have been canty rothenberg and and you know on espn radio okay. here in new york uh-huh. and and they were talking to um tyson fury the, the fighter yeah and he was telling the story of how he fell into depression and um kind of quit boxing but right. then found his way back through boxing and you know addiction and all this stuff came into play mm-hmm. and he was saying you know, he came to this point where he was like, the, the guys were saying after they interviewed him, they were like, what do you do as an athlete after you, you're you done with the game? Because in Fury's case, boxing fed his his wanting to live and train and get back into it, right? right. But you retire and now boxing's not there right. or right. basketball's not there. Right. How do you, and back to your book, right? Like how do you continue to digest those cheers in other things, no doubt. So that if that's what's driving you, you can still maintain your mental health and all that other stuff while creating another lane for yourself, right? No doubt. Uh, and I don't know what the book is. I mean, I don't have the details of the book, but I feel like there's a parallel there because, like, 
ball stops bouncing, and that fed you throughout your whole career. Your competitive nature came from that. All the shit comes from that. Now you're not playing ball. Now you might be seeking a you know coaching gig or something involved in the game. But what if you can't even get that? Right. Like, but that's, what, I mean, what are you gonna I, that's, do? That's in, in you know just the. Don't give it away. Don't no, give no, it away. We, give it away. we want everybody to buy the book. <laughs> yeah, Binky Bash. Get the book. Cheers to fish. Cheers to fish. But it, it just, I mean, it has to do with kind of those decisions that you make, right? You know, when, when you are a, a, a young man or a young woman, you know what I mean? Just just even getting to a certain level where you can go to a school, right? You have mm-hmm. to yeah. make the right decisions when you get there. Right. You can't, you know, let them pick your classes for you. You can't, right. you know, take certain majors. You can't, you know what I mean? You have to be smart about things and, and, and putting yourself in a situation where you have, you know, positive people around you that can kind of steer you in a direction where it's like, all right, well, you know, if you don't go pro, then what? Or if right. you, don't, you know what I mean? So it has to be those questions being asked and then answered. Right. You know what I mean? And it's hard for a young person to, to kind of do that. But I think with the book, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of outline some stuff, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, guys, I mean, it's for it's for coaches, it's for parents, it's for everybody. But, for sure. you know, for a student athlete, you can kind of follow along and, and, and kind of get to a point where, you know, we're giving you some knowledge, you're driving some jewels in there as well. So. I think um, I think we this will be very important for us to actually showcase the book here and hopefully him talk oh, man, about that's, it. That's not even a question. Yeah, because we're going to time this release, ex- hopefully. Extremely, because it's very relevant to what we speak of, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, we, we always try to get, like, especially my brother's always digging in for, like, what's next after the ball stops bouncing. And that's very, very prevalent. We've had kids here with the kid from uh, Bishop Lachlan. Not Bishop Lachlan, uh, from... Um, Step, Step and X. Step and X, R.J. Davis. R.J. Davis, oh, shout man. out to you. <clears throat> like, we've had... So there's youth. We have, like, a kind of a youth uh, gathering here, okay. you know what I'm saying? And it's important for me, as us, to showcase that. Definitely. And uh, the fact that Definitely. you've gone through it and you wrote a book on it, it's like, nah, we got... That's got, this is, if this ain't the platform for you, there, there, there is none. I mean, it's, I, I, it's, it's important, man, just because, I mean, you have, you know, I mean, I got a number of guys that I played with that, you know, uh, uh, are still thinking they, they could probably play. Right? Yeah. So you okay. go through a, you know, a time period where it's like, all right, well, you know. But, you you know, if, if you figure it out, I think you're lucky. You know what I'm saying? Because if you can't get those chairs internally, you can't come up with it yourself, man. Like, who's going to, like, who are you looking to now? Yeah. There's nobody in the crowd anymore. No right. So it's, it's you know it's it's going to be a unique you know kind of book that people could get something from. I have a quick question regarding mm-hmm. that. Um, I've never played college ball. Closest I got to it was playing NBA 2K, right? <laughs> and hearing the cheers. Who you play with, man? What team? Uh, oh, this sounds like we're about to get some yeah, online comp. I love it already. <laughs> you know I'm what? Just curious, you know. I, I don't have a one team that I actually like. I don't. I used to do that, but we've recently started playing with different teams. We like, play all-time teams. We play yeah. all-time now? Yeah, it's okay. dope. Gotcha. I don't, but I'm, I'm a Bulls fan, so I usually would use that in the past. But now I'm like, you know, if he picks a... If we he go picks random. A, we go if, random. He, if, he picks, if he picks a superb team, I'm not staying behind. I'm a, I'm a, you know what I mean? Right, I don't know. Right. I, who do you play? Who do you play? I, I don't really play anymore, right? But, but I, used, used to. I used to go with... Um, it was either Chicago or Philly. I knew I liked you know something about you, yeah. man. Well, Something days, about you said Chicago. Allen Iverson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So. All right, right. I mean, well, Philly, we'll talk about that yeah. later. Well, we'll have a heart-to-heart. <laughs> but Chicago, you had me at hello. Yeah, yeah, it was even one of those two teams. That's so. what's up, yeah, man. No wait, wait, what, which, which Chicago team? Like the, um, I'm trying Was it the one the with Jordan Derrick Rose or the Jordans? Oh, probably Yeah, well, the Jordan. I mean, but after that, too, I used to play. Uh, oh. Like, who was it, man? Who was it? Um. Jamal Crawford. Ooh. Guys. You know what I'm saying? Yo. Uh, oh, shit. 
Tyson Chandler, those yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, he loves Tyson Chandler. He used to use him like Elijah It's okay. He loves Chandler. He's a hustler, bro. That boy can play. He plays like Elijah with Chandler. I'm like, he doesn't even play like this. Just throwing hook shots. I'm like, yeah. I feed my energy through the console. I'm like, yo, hold on. He doesn't do this. Yo, but Jared, listen. No, real quick. Let me get to my question and we can wrap up. My quick question is regarding the college thing is, Mm-hmm. What was the feeling like, right? And I, I, I'm, I'm going to make an assumption. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. There was nothing like the feeling, the cheers, right? Going right. into your book. The cheers that you actually got in arenas, especially in Pittsburgh or when your team was on it. And or at the Garden. I want to know what that feeling is. And if that was a feeling where, like, you missed, let's say, years later after your playing career was yeah. over. Would, <clears> like, Because I'm assuming, like, in the height of it, right? I'm talking about when you're actually being successful, maybe winning games, et cetera, no or you had a great game. Right. Talk, talk, me, talk me, like, take me through that. Like, uh, I'm an athlete, but I never experienced that. So I want right, to know, like, from your vantage point. And I think, you know, just going back to kind of, like, the beginning, like, when it starts, right? right? So as soon as you start playing a sport, like, you're getting that, right? You're playing right. competitively. You're hearing, even if it's just your parents cheering for you, you got right. somebody cheering for you, right? right? So yeah. that's the confidence that they instill in you. So, right. like, you know, you get that from an early age, and then I think the fact that, you know, once again, you'll get to a point where you don't hear that anymore. So it's, it, it can be difficult, man. But it for me, I think, you know, once again, at home, you know, especially in the garden. You know, that that's was, what that I, was, was, I was just thinking. That was my thing. That's coming, why. Coming back home and really, yes. you know, trying to, to, to excel and perform in front of my family, friends, yes. and people I grew up with. I mean, that was everything. Yeah. That was everything. That was part of me just, you know, st- you know, not staying home, but going and playing in the Big East. Right. right. You know, playing right. that pick. Because you guys, you, you know, that obviously the Garden, choose. but then yeah. I can go to Rutgers. I can go to St. John's. St. John's. You know, Georgetown wasn't too far. So it was just one of those things. Even even the, the, the you know, the people that are, are cheering against you, like that motivates you. Wow. You know, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's just. Dope. Not just from playing in the park and right. being, yeah. being from New York too. Right? You got right. your haters and then you got your right. your supporters. I love it. So. I love it. Dope, <laughs> man. Yeah, Dope. It's real, man. So, Dope. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to thank you, Jared, um, yes. for, for thank trekking you. it all the way over here and, and hooking up with us. No, no yes, question. Thank no you question. so much, man. Uh, where can people, if you want to be reached or found on social media, what have you? Where can people check you out and be, uh, be social ready media? For the book? I'm at. I'm at um, uh, well, the the book will be on Cheers to Fears book. Um, that's on IG and that's also on Twitter. Okay. Uh, me personally, um, Lock Legend Twelve. Okay. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, um, Facebook. You know, all of that is the same. You know, Lock Legend Twelve. So, 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 so he's bashful or he's um, um, humble. Humbled here. Mm-hmm. But on IG, baby, he ain't bashful. Lock legend. That <laughs> motherfucker said, I'm a legend. All that shit we're talking about, 50 points, that shit comes out on IG. Yo, but what? in person, I'm good. No, I'm good. I just go to 50 skate championship. I'm good. I'm all right. That's cool. Yeah, man. All right, yo, what, once the book's promo materials come out, please send them our way. Yeah, no, please, man. We'll do our man. job yeah, and, man. and I look push forward that. to reading your no, book for real, it, man. And if you're not thinking about it, an audio book is necessary. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we I have a book as well called I'm a Poet and You Know Volume 1. I have not done an audio book yet, so you just threw it in my head. But oh, once I get man. my new copies, I get you oh, one. I need that. Then. For I sure. That. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, we didn't talk about this, but his dad, poetry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did a little poetry. Oh, we got to bring you back on the show. did a little something, You You do some poetry too? Uh, I used to, man. Not really, I mean, just this. I mean, the, the book just right now. You know, Got just it. Right, to get right, that right. Done. But um, yeah. Right. Pops, well, he was Pops doing poetry a, on the court. 
Ooh, <laughs> motion. You can look at it like Yes, I, I, I like yes I'm coming. I like, I'm coming. I like I'm with that. this. That's a t-shirt. That's Listen, t-shirt. you say you play with Chicago. You have me at hello. No I'm on your team now. <laughs> <laughs> you have me at hello. Yo, a lot. Love it, man. Yo, thank you so much, that. man. Thanks for having thank me. You yeah, for thanks ha- for thank you for coming, man. For sure. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Appreciate it. Bronx is in the house, y'all. Yes. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribbling Dimes. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now. Check us out on social media as well. We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S.